That definitely represents a lot of foreign policy for many countries around the world right now. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Zerkadowski here of WeAreChange.org, and we have a packed house filled with a lot of really creative, crazy autists and special needs people who are going to be going live for the next two hours here on youtube.com forward slash we are change. We are going to have a one hour broadcast on YouTube. That's going to be very family friendly, very calm, very laid back. We're just going to talk about, you know, the global apocalyptic biblical news happening in the world. And then we're going to go to rumble.com forward slash we are change. And then really Go deep down the rabbit hole, and uh, if you can't believe it, even talk about more spicier and crazier items, as of course, this is our live show. You could also participate in the live show in many different ways. One of the easiest and best ones is by becoming a member of LukeUnfiltered.com, and then by doing so, you guys could actually be a part of a chat room that I will always be looking at during the show. And at the end of it on rumble.com forward slash we are change, we have guests who will be calling in randomly. You never know what you're going to get. Could be some weird guy doing some weird things. Could be some, could be actually a, a woman. Those actually exist. The, the guys here don't believe it, but they actually do exist. And whoever will call in, this is not pre-scripted. They will ask whatever question to us here on this particular show. Another way that you could participate is by going to mysuperchat.com. And then on mysuperchat.com, you could give us a question. We will answer it. And if you give a specific question that is over $99, that text will be read out to everyone during the middle of the interview. This show def is definitely going to be a pretty uh, crazy show. We got a lot of really really insane news to talk about, especially when it comes to the latest developments inside of the Middle East, as uh, it definitely looks like uh, peace is uh, not near in any form, shape, or way coming to that region. There's a lot to discuss. To discuss that, we have a very special guest. His name is Ryan. Ryan, who are you and what do you do? Hey, my name's Ryan Black, and I've spent the last over a decade being a men's dating coach. So this should be a very interesting conversation as there's a lot of single men here who probably need a, a lot of advice. One of them is, of course, Clinton Russell, <laughs> who still is a virgin. Maybe we can help him lose his virginity here on this particular That's show. That's right, Mom. I haven't done anything with any ladies. I'm still pure. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, and uh, welcome to the part of the problem, Dave Smith viewers. I, I plugged this uh, on there last night, so I hope some of you guys are tuning in, and uh, good to see you people again. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Ian Crossland. You don't even need to say it, Luke. They know. We stole him. Tim, he's, you're not, he's not coming back. He's here with us. He told me. He was like, I don't want to go back there. It's really bad. I, I, I was like, Ian, I know. I know. I absolutely know. We won't hurt you here. There's no Beanie Man's here. Beanie Man, he is ours. He's not coming back. So thanks, Ian, for uh, volunteering yourself and being here on the show permanently now. I uh, thanks, I think. Uh, yeah, man, you got it, brother. Hey, I'm going to ask you guys dirty-ass questions when we get to the Rumble interview. And, like, it's funny, they're like, family-friendly, you can only talk about global annihilation. <laughs> yes. like, that's going like, to traumatize a six-year-old. But if we say the <laughs> F word, it's, no, can't, no, that's way worse than bombs. And let's go. Anyway, I digress. And then we also have Stephanie here. Hi, everyone. This is Steph. We are change on Instagram. Don't right, find so me. All right, so we have a lot of different issues and topics to get into today. We're going to be jumping around hockey, 
dating, relationships. But I think the, the main topic that everyone is talking about right now that a lot of people cannot avoid is, of course, the latest developments inside of the Middle East as the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu just announced that there's going to be no ceasefire, even though there was a major United Nations vote to have a ceasefire, even though there's a lot of countries calling for a ceasefire. He announced that, quote, the Bible says that there's a time for peace and a time for war, and this is a time for war. Here are his comments unedited. Calls for a ceasefire. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, or after the terrorist attack of 9-11. Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is won. And Israel will prevail. May God bless Israel. And may God bless all those who stand with Israel. Very strong and aggressive statements by the Prime Minister of Israel that signals two important aspects here that I think are worth taking away from everything. One, this war is not over. It's probably the beginning of a larger war and probably a larger proxy war within the Middle East that's going to be unfolding within the next few days and weeks. But two, the religious component here, especially when it comes to talking about the Bible, is very important here as a lot of people, including U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, talk about how this is already a holy war. So I want to leave the question up to anyone here who wants to take it. What do you? What's your response to Netanyahu saying this? And is this a holy war? Well, I don't think his words are any more aggressive than the founding charters of both the PLO and Hamas, which openly declare to exterminate the Jews. So, I think that's. <laughs> he sounds. He sounds a lot to me like uh, George W. B. B. Netanyahu Bush. Uh, you know, it's it's very for people for Americans of a certain age. It's very reminiscent of the same speeches that we heard in the immediate aftermath of 9-11. And, and for anybody that has been paying attention, uh, the interventions that came as a consequence of 9-11 did not exactly benefit the Middle East, and they didn't really benefit America either. So I think that while they have certainly been uh, aggrieved and attacked in an awful way, I think that it would be wise to, to learn the lessons that apparently Americans uh, haven't so much. Yeah, yeah, and, and it wasn't just uh, an overreaction and, a, and a, a very bad situation that was created by the United States, but it also, specifically after 9-11, specifically after those events in New York City, the Iraq war allowed Iran to have a larger sphere of influence. It created more radical Islamists, and it was a massive overreaction that 
didn't go after those CIA assets that, of course, were involved with a lot of the aspects of it, but created more of that specific problem, as there's a post here by the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire that I think is worth looking at. And and, and I think, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you about this, Ryan, specifically, because you have a you know unique perspective on this that we don't usually get here on this show. But it's it's essentially the a, a policy of blowback being represented, showing, you know, a, a bomb dropping, a child moving away after their parents were affected by this bomb, and then this kid later becoming uh, a radicalized kind of Islamist. This idea... Uh, represents a foreign policy that Ron Paul used to warn about. Do you think those warnings are warranted during this time, or do you think there's a different aspect here that needs to be understood? I think that that blow, the stuff around blowback of like, well, it's a, this is a legitimate justification for people becoming terrorists is, is these things is absolutely absurd. It's, a, it's, a poli- it's a, just people serving as apologists for radical Islam. Uh, and it's absolutely wrong. Let's let's start with let's this. Let's do this. I'm, start, I'm so pumped yeah, for this conversation. Let's, let's start with this. So imagine that uh, after the United States won the uh, war and took over large uh, portions of Mexico, let's say for the next, uh, if they won fair and square in a war and they amassed all this land fairly and squarely in a war, that's how it's always been for centuries, and then, bo- and then rockets were being launched from Mexico and Me- Mexican terrorists were coming in and bombing uh, and killing and openly targeting American civilians. And the world, the world around, the UN and everybody else called for, we'll just give the land back to Mexico, give California back to Mexico, and then these problems will go away. What, w- what would the United States response be? Would they be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll give back. We'll b- give back some of NCO goes. No, they'd be like, fuck you. They'd bomb the shit out of Mexico. And Fam- be, family and they, friendly show. And they'd be. <laughs> <laughs> they poop they'd you. The and hell, the, and they the- bomb they <laughs> the goddamn poopy right out of them. Yes. <laughs> right? And, and, and that, w- that would be the case, and it would be completely justified, even despite the fact that, that co- the, the, the land there was, was essentially won. And there was no Americans already living in Me- in Mexico. That is, that was really Mexico. This, so these circumstances don't line up. In you're that absolutely analogy. right because it's even worse than that. No, because <laughs> because historically speaking, the land of Palestine, there is no, there is no uh, uh, millennia old land of Palestine. The name, the name Palestine comes from British Mandate Palestine, which was which was only a place for a few hundred years. And but like for thousands of years, long before a Muslim even existed, it was the capital of the land of Judea, which literally is the land of the Jews. So it's even it's they have even more of a right to that. Before that, it was Canaan, and before that, it was Assyria. So does it really belong to the Assyrians? The Assyrians, the Assyrians are, are staking no claim over it. How do you, I, I, I'm not 100. percent I can't. I can't verify well, that. Claim. Well, I can. I can actually demonstrate they, that they already. They have what's mo, what's. They have modern day. They have modern day Syria. They have modern day uh, Iran. Now they have plenty of land. But I, I can make the same argument that the Assyri- as the Assyrians 
aren't making a legal claim for that land, neither were the Jewish people. And I can prove this because in 1897, there was the first congressional meeting for uh, the Zionists. They had decided that they were going to pick a landmass. They were considering East Africa. They ultimately ended up talking to the British Empire uh, during World War One, and they and the British Empire offered it to them through the Belfort uh, Declaration that they would ultimately be given this land. The problem was is that the British Empire offered this same slice of land to many other people. They offered it to the Jewish people. They offered it to the uh, the Turks. They offered it to I, I'm forgetting one the other Arabs. Yeah, Arabs. Uh, so at the end of the day, they they ended up just shafting. Uh, you know, <laughs> half of this agreement. And, and the reality is, is that the Jewish people had, who had began the Zionism project in the late 1890s, they had started to migrate there and acquire that land legally. They were actually purchasing it. That demonstrates definitively that if you're purchasing the land, you don't already own it. So you can't say that you, you had a claim because otherwise they're buying their own land. So who were they buying that land from? Well, they were buying it from the Arabs, also known as the Palestinians. The Palestinians have a rightful claim to that land as of 1947, it, it was uh, 75% Arab versus Jewish, and the UN partition plan was to make it a 50-50 split. It was unjust from the get-go, which started that war. I think that the Palestinians have legitimate grievances, despite the fact that what Hamas did was absolutely evil. So the fact that you admitted a very, very strong piece of the argument that, mo that most people in most of this debate doesn't acknowledge, which is that the, the Zionist Jews purchased the vast majority of the land that's now known as Israel. Purchased it, at, by the way, four times what it should have gone for. Uh, well, I don't, well, I don't know what fair well, market price well, is. But. Well over the odds of land that was basically completely, it was just desert and turned it into an absolute, into a, a beautiful, yeah, they into did. A beautiful, beautiful place. So the fact that the, the, the argument, the pro-Palestinian argument goes that these, that these people were somehow, uh, oppressed out of they were they were forcibly forced out of land that they'd been inhabiting for millennia well the, and it's in it's it by that by that one fact you yeah. show well actually they willingly sold their land to jews who then came and created out of out of dust and sand a a, a beautiful a modern democratic country the, the issue being and, that they had only then, purchased 20 to 25 percent the un partition pen gives them 50 percent which means that they are being robbed of much of their land and much of their well, properties but you could argue and during the nakba they the had 500 way. villages that were destroyed these people intended to return to their property only to come back and realize that their homes had been destroyed while they were gone it's there is injustice yes i i'm not i'm not like a partisan here i've just been trying to base this off of property rights but i think that the palestinians have a clear grievance and until that's addressed and there's actually a formalized two-state solution we're going to continue to but see so, violence like this so his so his thing so speaking so if you're gonna if you're gonna argue grievances hit what's interesting is this is that before the 67 war uh egypt was illegally occupying gaza and nobody was complaining about that no, no, there was no grievances of, of a so-called Palestinian people saying, oh, Egypt, give us back our land. You're, you're occupying us. It was only post-67 when Israel won in a, a, what was a war of extermination. The, all the surrounding states pledged, and the, I believe the quote from one of the leaders of the, the uh, whatever the Palestinian organization was at that time, was, we will, we will enter... We will enter 
the land the land of Israel with it soaked in blood. The or every single surrounding Arab country all banded together to attack to to right. out loud they said exterminate the Jews and the and, and, and the Israelis another incredible it. miracle the Israelis prevailed yeah. which entitles them to then take the land that they won in that war fair and square just like America still has Me have a part of what used to be Mexico but that's not how that's just not how, how we do every things every single conflict <laughs> in history has happened is when you beat them you get their fucking land that's literally fudging land fudging land family friendly worked. show that's that's not how it has worked that's how it's always no, that's worked that's not true that's not no, true no no your case no, post, especially post World especially, War II. Post World doubly so because not only did they win the war, but they also bought the land. So it's it's like it's either like they bought we, a, they own, bought a quarter we own of the a land. bit of Russia because we bought Alaska, or we own a, we own a bunch of what used to be Mexico because we beat them in a war. Well, here's the and issue: we, Israel did both. And still, oh, this is the only country on earth that the entire international community goes and says, you've got to give these people the land back. And then they do. And then what happens is they take that land and they use it to launch rockets against innocent civilians. So that clearly shows these people don't want peace. They want to kill Jews. Okay. That's your, that's your take on it. But I should uh, also add that at the, the, the time of the partition, which was a UN decree, which the Palestinians didn't agree to, the Arabs that occupied that land, they didn't agree to it. So why does the UN have any say? They shouldn't, right? So they, they end up rejecting it. But where, where do they stand today? Even though it was a 25% Arab or a Jewish population versus a 75% Arab population at the time, the partition says it's going to be 50-50. As it sits today, thanks to illegal settlements, it's now 85% Jewish land versus 15% Palestinians. These people are ultimately being purged from their land. And that, that's it's a legitimate but grievance to say so. And let me let me add real quick. I, I let you yell at me. Give me two seconds. Uh, as, since World War II, we do not take land via war anymore. This is what they talk about with the the liberal world order, right? That's what that's what Joe Biden. That's the whole reason that we're calling uh, Vladimir Putin a war criminal is because he's trying to steal land through violence. We don't do that anymore. Since World War II, we have had this this uh, you know the neoliberal world order, and this is the way things work. Well, is, is it the, does the same apply to the Isra to Israel or not? Because yeah. as of now, apparently it doesn't. I, I'm loving this conversation, and I think it's great. I still want to talk about some of the, the latest developments and news, and I want to continue this conversation. I want to ask in the poll right now, who do you think is right, Clint or Ryan? I'm starting an official poll here in the chat room as we're going to engage in this conversation. But personally, uh, let, let's continue on, and I also want to talk about a little bit uh, of the news here because Netanyahu did even admit that there's, quote, unintended civilian casualties. I think when this happens, this does create a lot of radicalized individuals. I think this worsens the situation, and this absolutely pinpoints people against each other and catches a lot of innocent people in the mix of it, which personally I think is, is wrong. I think there should be a different kind of approach here that should prioritize the life of innocents and civilians in the region, and, and I think that should be a priority here. And you know especially, what would really, you know yeah. really help reduce yeah. Unintended civilian casualties oh. is not launching rockets from hospitals and schools and using women and children as human yeah. shields. Now I understand. While, I understand while that intentionally argument. Yeah. targeting yeah. civilians. Now I understand that which argument. Which the IDF ne has never done. Well, the I IDF does have a lot of their offices and military installations inside of places like shopping malls as well. So th they do also have. Again, we're we're dealing with uh, an area that's not that big, right? 120 square miles. So we have 
have Gaza, we have Israel. We don't have a. It's not that big comparatively to the Amer- to America or or Europe or it's other places small. around. The, it's very small. Gaza so is tiny. There's, there's always going to be military installations in, in near or or in civilian areas, and I think Israel has military installations there, and and the the Hamas has military installations there. I I, I think really what is really concerning to a lot of people like myself is the involvement of other countries and having Vladimir Putin just issue a statement that we could read right now saying, quote, uh, there is no way to help the Palestinians except by fighting those behind the conflict and we are fighting them in Ukraine. This is allegedly a statement by Vladimir Putin. We also have the possible involvement of China here. We know Iran is already financing a lot of proxies as there already has been uh, limited strikes by the United States on proxy Iranian forces. Israel has already bombed Syria. I, this is this is what's really concerning to me because the more of a devastation we have in Gaza, the more life loss of innocent civilians, and as Netanyahu calls them, unintended civilian casualties, the more likelihood we have of other countries like Turkey getting involved here. And then we have a scenario that doesn't benefit the Israeli people, doesn't benefit the people of Gaza because we're all fighting each other. And I think to me, as a principled anti-war individual, I just want people to take a step back and be like, hey, let's let's you know, settle your differences between fighting soldiers, but let's try to not have, uh, you know, civilians lost here as best as we can. And I'll be honest here, I don't think Israel's doing that. I, I think Israel's bombardment has affected a lot of areas. I know it's a very difficult situation. I don't want to arm back, uh, you know, quarterback it. Um, what is the, what is the correct phrase? Armchair quarterback. Mo- I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to armchair yeah. quarterback it because it's a very difficult situation. There's a lot of history behind it. But you know, I'm kind of left with the question: How do we proceed? How do we move forward? And I want to leave the question to you, Ryan, because you have a different take than all of us. How do we fix all of this? What's the solution here? I can't. Yeah. I can't possibly fix a, a millennia-old battle. What I would say is, in general, for the most part, in the entirety of, from organizations like the UN to a lot of U.S. foreign policy to the media, is usually all skewed against Israel. It. It has been. You think for, the media is yes. skewed against Israel? I do. I think there's I some elements do. that that are, but I think uh, overwhelmingly there there are a lot of people being canceled for criticizing Israel as that, well. That that are significant. That's a, yeah. that, to me, that's a that's a, a different thing altogether. Yeah. Well, uh, I though? don't. I I don't. I don't agree. First of all, I don't agree that the U.S. should be should be funding any other country at all. All right. Right. We I agree. I we agree. I don't agree. I, abso- I absolutely like, agree with that. We yeah. we certainly do not have the money and cannot afford to be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine or to Israel to anywhere else. Yeah, but but we also bank, be- but also bankrolling these countries de-incentivizes them from being independent and responsible for themselves, and this is why a lot of people say Israel is essentially a puppet state of the United States. Other people online make the counter argument saying Israel is puppeting the United States. I don't care That's what you're abs- arguing, that, which but is because of that, absurd. but because of that relationship, because of my tax dollars going over there, um, it, it, it's something that I think is can, it's not advantageous for for both parties. You can make the exact argument that. Uh, somewhere like Iran is a puppet state of the U.S. as well. We we've been inst- we've been installing that government since 1953. Yeah, and the, we've been Obama recently just sent them 
like literal pallets of cash. Yeah, I don't think he's their own money. I think it was their money that they were that yeah. the money was stopped on the international world yeah. uh, markets, and then uh, Biden gave some of their own money back. But now I guess rescinded some of that money as well. So he unfroze it. It's unfrozing their money. So it's I, not like they were just you know given blanket money, I, which I think is an important distinction to make here. I have to yeah. make a quick defense of the the blowback because first off. To dismiss it as if it's it's justification of terrorism is to misunderstand it entirely. Mm -hmm. The CIA is actually the the entity that coined the term blowback because they realized that that all of their interventions started to create more and more domestic problems and terrorist attacks. So this is this is not some anti-war peacenik terminology. This is the fucking CIA that's like, yo, we're we're creating terrorism against us because of the intervention that we're doing abroad. Let me add, it was the uh, Mujahideen that we armed and funded to fight the Russians in the 1980s that ultimately became Al-Qaeda. And then in Osama bin Laden's own words, it was the abandonment of them paired with the blockade against uh, Iraq, which killed over half a million people, primarily innocent people. Uh, and then also the bases that we had in Saudi. And then our support of Israel was his reasoning. That's his justification for 9-11. Not saying that it's righteous or anything like that. It's obviously pure evil. But blowback is very real. You can't you can't say that that Osama bin Laden would have never, almost certainly, he would have never been what he became if it weren't for what we did, uh, arming the Mujahideen and training them. And this is the exact the reason I bring it up. And it's very important is because it was Bibi Netanyahu in 2019 told the Knesset his people. He said, "We must arm or not arm. We must fund Hamas." If we're going to prevent a two-state solution, he never wanted a two-state solution. So his take that it was the Palestinians that never sought peace is false. In fact, I shared with uh, Luke just a, a bit ago a clip of a minute and a half of Donald Trump talking about how he went into negotiations with Bibi Netanyahu, expecting that it was going to be the Jewish people that wanted peace and the and the Palestinians that did not. And in his own words, it's the opposite. Yeah, I, th I think another component here to to really uh, consider here is that the United States isn't I don't think it's is ready for any kind of global conflict as we are. Heck no. Escalating it. And, and I think this is why de-escalation is important. I, I think we need a solution that that's going to be, you know, not an easy one. I don't I think both sides are going to leave here unsatisfied. But I think that's what usually happens during peace negotiations. And I think it's important to understand where the United States is coming from, as, of course, we are largely indebted. We barely have any money. We keep printing money out of thin air. And then when we do, uh, we keep bankrolling the military industrial complex, which we know is full of waste, which literally spends money right recklessly without any sort of real accountability as we are even having problems resupplying our own military because of how much munitions we just sent to Ukraine. So I, I think from a strategic point of view, these larger escalations with the number one and the number two energy producers on the world stage is absolutely shooting America in its foot. If you look at the woke U.S. military, if you look at the medical mandates, if you look at the people who are not signing up for the military, if you look at the U.S. military advertising to woke people who are, again, usually morbidly obese or, or you know, usually not always, but predominantly not that well off mentally. Um, we're, we're trying to get people in there that aren't the best. And I, I just personally think right now what the United States is doing is kind of self-sabotaging itself, its interests and its people. 
And I, I think this is truly a time where the United States should not try to escalate things, not be bombing other countries, and try to work out some kind of larger peace deal and negotiation here. Do you think it's possible, or do you think it's just inevitable that we're facing war, and then this is the clash of civilizations between these larger religions? So I want to go back to the, the blowback thing, just to say my, my only—you're absolutely right on a lot of those points. My all, only all thing is to, is to, is to say— the idea that it's some unintended consequence is is incorrect. Okay. I would I would argue that uh, the people. So let's take let's take the CIA. Okay. The CIA let's. was uh, was the OSS until uh, until the end of the Second World War. Right. At which point they absorbed tens of thousands of Nazi war criminals who would have been convicted at Nuremberg, and through Operation uh, Paperclip. Right. And this is this is taught actually. That is the name of the, that's the title of the book. Uh, Christopher Simpson wrote a book called Blowback, um, which details this mm -hmm. in great detail. So a lot of them went into into NASA. Uh, they took and, us to the moon, allegedly. And, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and did that whole uh, hoax. But uh, an, <laughs> an enormous amount of them went into, and basically what, that, what became the CIA mm -hmm. was a bunch of OSS people and a ton of Nazis. Well, and, and I'll add, they also took a lot of the data from uh, Imperial Japan and the torture, and they ended up applying that to um, a bunch of different projects and studying on the American people. Well, so, they did, they, did yeah. the, they took a lot of the research that the Nazi scientists were doing in concentration exactly. camps, brutally, brutally torturing uh, uh, Jews, yep. and took all of that stuff, and that's, a lot of that research became MKUltra, right. and all of the stuff in mind control, and all of that stuff went into uh then with the uh plot uh i forget the name of the project uh but the basically infiltrating the media and controlling the media mockingbird. Mocking, operation yeah. mockingbird and so uh the fact is like the vast majority like pretty much all important u.s foreign policy is dictated by the cia who it who is Agreed. at its at its at its base, a Nazi organization. So the biggest, Ooh. the biggest thing is, if we want to stop a lot of this conflict, how about we stop arming Nazis as at a start? Yeah, or, 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 or radical jihadis. And so which, you know, and that'd be great who, too. Who are who are fundamentally Nazis? So one of the one of the uh, my biggest arguments of like, well, which sides do you choose? Well, the uh, one of the core people who was a very very important figure in the uh, anti-Jewish movement and anti-Jewish riots and, and stuff like that was the Mufti of Jerusalem, Haj Amin al-Husseini, who worked with, on the side of the Nazis uh, during the war to help exterminate somewhere around, they estimate, 100,000 Jews. He then went on to found the Arab League and he was a mentor for Yasser Arafat. So the... the People associate, birds of a feather flock together, people associate and organizations are staffed by people who, ha who, are, ha um, who are aligned uh, in, ha in their thinking and their yeah, ideology with the, people who, with the people who hire them. And these, these things perpetuate. Just like if you want to look at the actions of the, of the CIA and U.S. foreign policy now, you look at, well, what is this organization? Who, is, who are they founded by? What, and what are the values? And it's, that's just going to continue. So, and you look, you look at every single time the U.S. is involved in a, uh, whether it's a proxy war, whatever it is, 
the people that we fund universally time and time again are always the worst absolute scum. Yeah. Like the worst absolute scum. So because you got to be pretty radical to be willing to fight. So so we we arm we arm the worst terrorist jihadis, like the absolute worst of them. Not that in Syria too. And we go, oh we no, we 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 have to we have to fund the the less the less radical we're fun- we're trying to fund the the middle the good guys the, the but then moderate it just accidentally rebels. it just accidentally blew back no they intentionally funded the worst scum i agree and this is for we we have in the the war in yugoslavia the war in yugoslavia who do we who do we choose to fund joe there's a clip of joe biden going when are we going to when are we going to arm when are we going to arm the side that he chose that was the going to be the freedom fighters the kla the kosovo liberation army these people are the worst absolute biggest i can't swear yes, they are you can. they are the kla is is by some estimates responsible for 80% of the human trafficking and and heroin trafficking across europe wasn't bin laden also involved in the larger uh, kosovo conflict as well with the cia uh, someone someone correct sure. me yeah. if i'm if i'm wrong here but yeah i mean i absolutely agree with that and especially if you look at afghanistan as well they they were supporting individuals that were taking little boys and doing unspeakable unspeakable things with them you look at ukraine you look at the the azov battalion and the functions that the intelligence the agencies right have been have been financing they're not the best if Bro, you look at even you... the start of hamas too with the, with the Israeli government and Netanyahu, they had a hand in that as well, which is which is you know no, terrifying. That's 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 a, a total that's totally inaccurate. Okay, yeah, I'll, if, get, if you I'll, could, get if, to, I'll get to that. But I want to say again in in Ukraine as well. It, earlier at the beginning, like the stuff that was starting this conflict, like uh, a, a while back, the side that we were funding literally had to have their swastikas photoshopped off before the before the photo of them was passed through Reuters. Yep, like. You know you're on the wrong side when you have to Photoshop the swastika off of the guys that you're supporting. And this is what we don't do this fucking fudging. Sorry, we don't do this accidentally. We do this. We the 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 CIA and the the U.S. intelligence do this intentionally. Well, they know exactly explain, who they're funding. Explain to me then why they would be funding all the way up until 2019 Hamas. Because if you're going to say that what the CIA does is intentional, it's not blowback, it's intentional, well, I can make the same argument that their funding of Hamas means that they intended to allow for a strike. I don't think that they wanted it to be this big. And then the counterstrike would be to wipe out Gaza. I, I don't know about this. I don't know about this particular what happened. What I do know is that there's a common thing that, that goes around of people saying, oh, well, the uh, the... Israelis like covertly funded Hamas or something like that. What actually happened was one of the figures in who was in the early founding of Hamas, they were previously before Ham- Hamas was founded in 1987. I want to say, way before this, there was a uh, Muslim Brotherhood. There was a um, battle of you know who was gonna who was gonna be in le- a leadership battle mm-hmm. uh, in Gaza, and there was. Uh, there was the PLO, and there were other factions who were anti-PLO, mm-hmm. and and they were working with one guy who was very anti-PLO because they thought that was going to be a better that that was going to be a better option. I, I think they was... wanted a guy who was better than the PLO, who literally again have in their charter we want to exterminate the Israel Israel. We want to exterminate the Jews. So like, well, why, why don't we try and and fund this guy and see what happens? He eventually uh, goes to prison or something, comes out. And then later, fa- founds Hamas in in eighty seven. But they, they like the idea that that means that 
they fund they created ha uh, Hamas is absurd. No, I, I agree with you that they didn't create them, but the the truth is that according to Bibi's own words to the Knesset, we have to continue funding Hamas because the rest of the 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 you know the world order will never accept them because they're a terrorist organization. They'll never accept them, and the, the two-state solution will be off the table. We won't ever be blamed for not coming to the, the negotiating table in good faith because we don't want to see Hamas be legitimized, which is a totally reasonable thing to say. However, not when you're funding them. You, yeah. can't, you can't do both, well, and he was. Well, the correct statement that I said was they had a hand in it. I'm not saying they're, right. they're all maniacal and they're controlling everything. I, I think a lot of these intelligence agencies, they know who to prop up, they know who to not to prop up. But if you look at their track record, as you brought up, Brian, they bring up some of the worst, horrible, most awful human beings on the face of the earth, and those are the people getting your tax dollars when you know the price of your store goods are going up dramatically. Uh, we have some super chats that I wanted to address. We got one from Charles that just sent an emoji. We got one from Ian <laughs> who sent uh, a super chat saying, quote, same thing Custard told the Indians. You've been conquered. F off. We got another one by Lone Wolf 36S saying, quote, if BLM had been charged for their crimes, would you be arguing they shouldn't have been charged because Christopher Columbus sailed to America? I guess that's a question, the hypothetical one um, raised at, at you, Ryan. I don't know if you want to answer that. You don't, don't have to. I don't really understand the question. Yeah, I know. It's a little complicated. But it's hard when so many people make so many arguments uh, based off like other hypotheticals. I, I'm kind of a, not, a, not a fan favorite of those personally myself. We got another super chat by but Jay. I am a yeah. fan for BLM to be charged for their crimes. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will say that. And, and, and they weren't. Um, and, uh, you know, three dozen individuals passed away. Millions of dollars of property destruction. No one really held responsible. But they did get a Nike endorsement and all the multinational corporations really did love them. Uh, we got another super chat by Jay Coulter, who says IDF forces are on camera admitting to uh, taking the lives of Israeli settlers who were being held captive in their homes by the Hamas terrorist tanks and small arms. That's another super chat by Jay Coulter. But uh, again, this is a messy situation. This is a tragic situation. I, I, you know, my stance is, hey, you know, I might not know the solutions here. I might know, I might not know the answers here, but I think de-escalation is definitely the best thing to do, especially when we have Turkey literally announcing that they could be planning an invasion of Israel. I think that's that's a crazy Bro, escalation. Did you see the protests a couple yeah. days ago? Yeah, it was huge. It looked like 100,000 people. It was yeah. concerning. Did you know yeah. that Year on year, I'm sure it's true this year, every year I'm in amongst the top five most purchased books in Turkey is Mein Kampf. Wow. I had no idea. Well, that's not a good sign. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Especially with Turkey, you know, being a NATO member state. So, yeah. so this could totally upend... Uh, I think it'll make... NATO. I think NATO will dissolve because of this. Because Israel's yeah. not in NATO. Turkey is... Well, Turkey has always been kind of like flip-flopping on their interests. You know, they usually play to the interest of, of Russia sometimes. Sometimes they play to the interest of Europe and NATO. But but in reality, they're their own kind of major empire that they want to bring back. Yep. They want to bring back the Ottoman Empire. I think I think that's a pretty fair assessment to make, especially if you look at the political leadership of Erdogan uh, in that specific region, especially with what's been happening in Syria. His involvement in that, the Turkey's involvement, as well as Israel's involvement, Involvement when it came to supporting the uh, Islamists inside of Syria when they were going after Bashar al-Assad, our weapons, our American trucks that have American businesses on the side of them, 
They're still in Syria. American Humvees, they're in Syria with some really bad people that probably will be using them against Israel. So, um, I mean, and, again, and fighting American the, installations the, as well. The idea that the U.S. just, oh, we just accidentally left all of these, all of this stuff. And now, oh, oops, like ISIS just was formed and they have all this stuff. It, that's not, that's not an accident. No. That's not yeah. an accident. I, so then you have to I ask to what, yeah. to what, to what end? But Who, you should ask, the, to, why were they fighting Hamas then? Keep that same well, logic. So regarding that funding Hamas, <laughs> I'm looking up the article right now. It's So it's according to reports. No one has like not Netanyahu's exact quote, okay. but they said that he wanted to fund Gaza so that the West Bank and Gaza, two different governments, Hamas is in Gaza and the West Bank has its own government. They, they would prop up Hamas and that it would keep them from developing a unity party to exactly. create a two-party state. Exactly. There's no verification that he said There's that. No, it's literally an unnamed, have, it's an unnamed U.S. intelligence source, which means it's a lie. The 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 definitive source. You think on the this? U.S. intelligence is functioning in opposition to Israel? Yeah, because they're Nazis. Remember, oh. we just established that. No, no, no. Then you said it. It doesn't are, establish it. You why, need proof. If why are they? That. Why are they our, our number one ally? And every and every congressperson says that because of how much the American people support Israel. All right, but the maybe. the U.S. intelligence establishment is has to grudgingly in public proclaim that they are pro them, mm. meanwhile doing everything they can behind the scenes to uh, to destroy them. Okay. I, I still think that, uh, you know, it was, I just wanted to mention, uh, based off of what Luke was saying, it was General Douglas uh, McGregor who said just a couple days ago, I think it was when he was on with Tucker, that uh, the, the Turks can spin up millions of troops in a matter of a couple weeks. So if this does become regional... Uh, you know, Hamas has no chance in a in a head-to-head -head fight of ever toppling Israel. However, Turkey... Yeah, if they want to get if they want to get come into play, uh, this gets real crazy. You add in Hezbollah, you add in Har Iran, then you're talking full on world war with NATO and the U.S. It's with Syria and especially with Israel that has nuclear weapons that they stole from the Americans. <laughs> Holy frickin' cow! You yeah. have an absolutely end of times kind of like situation here with Russia and China also waiting at the wing, uh, potentially getting involved here. As of course Russia and China have made very strong statements in support of Palestine, and clearly Israel, NATO, and the United States are on the other side of that alliance. And and, and I'm looking at all this and I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> the people of Israel suffer. The people of Palestine suffer. The people in the Middle East suffer. Why? Why? C why, why are we doing this? This to me is just like, I, I, I just want to be like, I don't want to participate in this. I don't want to, I don't want any, I don't want any play in this. I don't want to do anything with this. I just want these stupid sociopathic idiots just to stop killing each other. I would just love to stop being robbed to have bombs dropped on kids. Yeah, if you could not take my paycheck, so, you know, my you know, my money could go towards missiles that are firing back against missiles that my other tax dollars finance. I would greatly appreciate that if you would just stop doing that. So, uh, I definitely agree with your point Ryan too where where you said, yeah, the American uh, support in all of this is also making the situation a lot more messier, but also involving a lot of other countries here that I wanted to add to to this conversation that is absolutely preposterous and dangerous and this is why I think we need more anti-war voices. We need more individuals who are principled to speak up more than ever yep. because the road that we are on is an absolutely tragic and a disastrous one that I think we should avoid at all costs. But, you know, in Israel, we are getting reports that the Israeli police chief is threatening to send anti-war protesters to Gaza on a bus. This is the latest article. I definitely think that's the wrong policy here. 
But uh, during a time of war, normalcy is kind of kicked out of the window. And what we saw in Ukraine is also kind of very similar policies that we see Israel talk about here, where a lot of free speech, a lot of political opponents, a lot of churches, a lot of religions, and a lot of media organizations that act as um, counter voices to the war narrative, they're usually silenced and uh, snuffed out, which is absolutely tragic and absolutely stupid. So and, I think that's ridiculous. And just to explain the, the rationale between like why I would like to see U.S. withdraw its support and, and primarily get the, the carrier strike groups out of the Mediterranean because they're just sitting ducks and like if they get struck, Israel could do it. Like who knows? They already have <laughs> the liberty. So like I don't want to to give Cassis Belli to to have America put American boots on the ground. And and in my opinion, the reason that, that Israel has not come to the negotiating table with the Palestinians over the past few decades uh, and and treated them as equals granted they're not in terms of military might but it would be it would be nice if they were to treat them as if they were you know human beings when they come to these negotiating table if america it doesn't have their back to the end of the earth well then they actually have to negotiate because the rest of the muslim world will not put up with gaza being flattened if america is out of the picture so i, I think that 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 actually in a roundabout way gives israel the best chance of not uh, you know, being wiped off the map from a, a regional war from a, a bunch of nations that already aren't very fond of them. So I think it's ultimately to the benefit of all of mankind. That's my that's my read, at least. So basically, we should all go out of our way to bend our backs backwards for the sake of the billions of Muslims around the world and fuck the tiny sliver of the this little bit of land that the Jews got for themselves that's after being kicked not, out of every country and slaughtered for... <laughs> millennia okay gotcha that's not what i said i said that you should go to the negotiating table and stop bombing kids there's been four or five thousand children that have died but even kids. just say, even just saying that the idf does not intentionally target that's children or civilians the 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 every single surrounding muslim country and the and the plo and hamas intentionally target civilians hamas, always hamas absolutely proudly, targets proudly civilians do. Hamas absolutely targets civilians. He's, he's totally right about that, which is why I'm not on the side of Hamas. But it doesn't change the fact that IDF soldiers have been caught on video sniping kids repeatedly over the past 15 years. That's also a fact. So if you're going to say that they don't ever target civilians, please explain. It's not a, ma it's not a, matter, of po it's not a matter of IDF or Israeli policy to, to intentionally target civilians. You ever heard of grass? No. Okay. Well, it's every couple of years they will mow the grass where they take out and they, they terrorize the civilians so that they will... They, actually, the policy, I think from 2000 to 2004, there's a video of an IDF soldier describing this where he said, we want them to feel as if we're, the IDF is on their neck 24-7. Their policy has been to terrorize the Palestinians. I'm not saying that there's no reason for them to be upset with the Palestinians and particularly the more radical aspects that, that live amongst them, but they have terrorized these people. They are creating the radicalization that they are now fighting today. They have to, they have to look in the mirror. It, it'd basically be the same thing. Let me give you a quick analogy because this is much better than the Mexico analogy that you gave earlier. If you were to have put, as unfortunately FDR did, put the Japanese in internment camps during World War II, and then you were to just leave them in their effing prison for the next 75 years, you'd be like, oh, why are these Japanese people really furious with us and fighting? Well, that's why. That's basically how the Palestinians feel, is that they have been trapped in this sliver of land that's 120 square miles, and they've had their entire economy regulated. There's no, there's only six entrances and exits to their, their property. If they, if they fish too far off the, the shoreline, they get bombed by the Israeli Navy. I mean, 
These people are prisoners. It's an open-air prison. I'm, there's reasons for it. He will elucidate to that. But it doesn't change the fact that you have to come up with a solution that is sustainable. And this ain't it. It is creating radicalism. It is creating more and more children that grow up and they, they end up enlisting in Hamas because their parents died in uh, you know, shellings of years ago. It has to end. You can't just keep doing this. The only other alternative is full-on genocide. And I hope no one here wants to see that. Of course nobody wants to see that. But here's the thing. So first of all, Israel is not occupying Gaza anymore. There's, there's been for many years now, de facto states that different organizations that operate in that area. It's I mean, not. It's not under. It, it's not under any occupation. That, it's not. It's that's not, not fair to say that they have a. They have a, a border wall on their east. That granted, it's Israel. They ought to have a border. But the border wall is armed by robots with machine guns on it. There's IDF troops that will snipe anyone that comes within 300 yards of that border. Uh, you can't say that. That's like. <laughs> that, that's not under occupation. And then their entire. Anything that they want to import, anything is regulated by Israel. I, pe people need to understand this. They can't. They because can't bring they anything in. Because they import weapons. I, I'm not saying there's not a reason. They build tunnels and they then launch rockets right. at innocent civilians. Right. So of course there has to be regulated. But what they gets also in. regulate how much food they get. Does that does that turn into weapons? No, because it doesn't. they need to know. They need to. There needs to be customs and borders and stuff like that to figure out if they're. If they they're did studies in 2007. In the they food. did studies in 2007 that said we were going to regulate how much food the Palestinians get based off of the daily necessary caloric intake for them to stay alive. That's how the Israelis view the Palestinians. They said, we're only going to allow you to have enough food just so you don't die. That sounds like a prison to me. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like again, it's an end of occupation, does it? the way that the Palestinian leadership at least views the Jews is we should it's terrible. you terrible. Agreed. All. But it doesn't change the fact <laughs> so, that there's innocent children here, a million plus of them, that don't share those values and didn't don't have any culpability for the way that they've been raised. You have to absolutely. realize that. And how they're raised is is under a leadership that teaches them from the moment they're born to hate Jews. Right. And, and that's tragic. Intentionally impoverishes them and then tells them that the reason for your poverty is because of the Jews who you need to well, kill, not because of us stealing all of this aid money and then buying weapons with it. Well, that's not entirely fair, though, because you you have over 50 percent unemployment rate, largely because Israel does dictate what materials are allowed in. Sorry, we'll stop going back and forth. No, no, no. I think, I think, no, no, no. I, no, I, I love, I love the back and forth. I love the conversation. I'm listening and I'm learning from both of you guys, and I think that's awesome. I think we need to have more of these conversations where we could civilly discuss these issues, and then get a better understanding of it. Because what better the way than just, just to kind of have it out? So I'm totally all for this. Um, as of course, you know, there's, there's a lot of different articles. There's a lot of different videos that I could show you guys. There's Joe Biden talking about in 2020 that if we elect Trump, we might get into a war with Iran. And <laughs> 2023, <laughs> that's, yeah, here, I'll just play the clip so you guys could listen to it right now. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. 
Very interesting comments from Joe Biden, which many people believe is trying to get us into a war with Iran. <laughs> As, of course, um, let's be honest here, Donald Trump did have a very aggressive foreign policy against Iran, and we came very close under his presidency to launching that strike, which uh, probably would have involved Israel. Israel probably would have participated in that. Who wishes for the days of mean tweets and no wars. Oh, yes. God. Bring him back. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, yes and no, because he had a very interesting foreign policy. It was a kind of, a lot of people describe it as a madman's foreign policy, right. saying, we'll blow up the world if you if you don't don't just acquiesce i know a lot of people bring up um the fact that donald trump passed some accords with some middle eastern countries and israel but uh, those accords are out the door right now i don't think they made a big difference at all no they didn't um especially with now peace talks between israel and saudi arabia at its lowest that it's that it's been in a very long time saudi arabia making some very aggressive statements against israel and saudi arabia also kind of linking up next to iran saying hey you know uh maybe we have some mutual interests here in this particular region so when you see the sunnis and shiites kind of coming forward and coming together um, this signals some larger troubles ahead as China is the country that has been negotiating the larger peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran that used to be very religiously opposed to each other, that used to be fighting a proxy war inside of Yemen that no longer are because China came in and said, hey, you guys produce a lot of energy. We can make a lot of money here. Let's make some deals. Both of those countries said yes. Hamas's attack on, on Israel ended a lot of the peace talks between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And this is why we have a very interesting geopolitical realignment that does shape up towards what people describe as a biblical conflict. And that, to me, you know, knowing, you know yeah, it's, just, it's just absurd and terrifying, in my opinion. I don't know if you well, guys agree. I just wanted to add, you know, it's not just the extremist Islam sect that I'm really concerned about. Uh, obviously, the Zionist aspect is concerning too, but the the one that you know I have more say over because it's my people are the radical evangelicals that think that you know God's going to come back and, and rapture them away if if there ends up being a war in this area. Uh, the you know I wouldn't mind so much if it was just voters, but there's actual politicians on video talking about this openly that they're like, yeah, this is this is all part of the Bible. And I'm like, God, like I can't imagine actually putting people in a position of power that feel that way that like. Yeah, I'm going to go to heaven if I vote for a war declaration here. Like, that scares me. Yeah. The, the Bible, think, all those old books have no references. You can only trust, the, like, CNN, I don't believe CNN. Who, you got to verify your news if you're going to bring it out. So give me a 2,000-year-old book. You got to verify that shit, man. Sorry. For sure. I'm much more concerned by what the book of the Quran openly states versus what some U.S. There's buzzing. Ian, can you fix your microphone really quick? Just believe. put in, just, yeah. That better? Can you? Someone's microphone is buzzing. I don't know who it is. So just try to maybe fix in the, just get that in there or something. I don't know where that buzzing came from, but it's annoying. You still got it? Hold on. Everyone, be quiet for a second. Now it's fine. Okay, whatever. Cool. Whoever did whatever, All that's right. fine. We and there's no it. more buzzing. Sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. You 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 were saying something. I, saying I cut like, you off because of the like buzzing. the the evangelical Christians is like I'm way more fine with that than I am with the the literal words of the Quran telling, teaching people to, I don't know, stone a woman to death for the crime, crime of being raped, uh, to murder anybody who is an apostate, just who leaves the religion and what they, what they talk about, what you should do to Jews. Yeah, but you're making a very strong defense for Israel, but we could do the same thing with Talmudic passages. So I don't actually like going there because I don't think it's fair. I think that reading religious texts and, and accusing the entire, you know, 
the totality of the people that follow that faith as believing it all literally, I think it's a mistake. I think there's a lot of, a lot of Jewish people that obviously disagree with uh, some of the teachings of the Talmud and the same with the Muslim world. Yeah, That's I, just was, my take. I was talking to someone who knows a lot about the Quran and uh, is a Muslim, and they were saying that before Islam was created, women had no rights. And then Islam came out like 700-something AD and gave women the opportunity to become businesswomen, to serve their husbands as their stewards and kind of run economics. So it was actually a woman's rights movement at the time. But then since, that book has been co-opted by governments. And I'm sorry if I bumped it again. If you get another No, 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 you're fine. I'll let you guys know. It has been like a lot of documents, religious texts or not, has been doctored through the years. And now there's other things in it that aren't necessarily kind towards women or, or this other, you know. Yeah. Well, I, who knows what the original intention was with any of these religious texts? I think what's interesting is that they all build off of each other. You know, it's like it's like Judaism and then it leads into uh, Christianity and then to Islam. And they there's a lot of like mutual respect amongst these different groups in some ways. And then there's just absolute furious anger, too. And I uh, I don't know, because I like for me as a agnostic, I view it as like you're all worshiping the same God. Like, I know that's a very unpopular thing to say, and the religious people will get furious with me, but, like, that's my read of it. So I think that much of this is, like, biblical issues that are being boiled down. Like, the, the reason it's so flawed is that it's humanity trying to deal with, you know, kind of like an eternal truth yeah. and, and trying to differentiate based off of their own reading of their own text, which is has kind of the same source code. I don't know if you if you follow at all what I'm saying. But yeah. just, just really quick before we continue this conversation, we are soon going to be going over to rumble.com forward slash we are change. If you go to rumble.com, we're actually on the front page right now. And you just kind of scroll down from the front page. And there we are. There's Ryan. There's a beautiful bodacious black lady. We'll explain her in just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we'll explain that thumb. And then there's this like potato farmer guy here who we are obliterating in the ratings and viewership <laughs> that guy oh my god look at his face he just looks sickly he just looks pathetic he just looks tired I know that guy. he just looks like a total <clears throat> bum look at that bum right there that's what happens look, when you look, only uh, eat potatoes yeah, this is what happens there. this is what happened look at him not you I ryan wish we had a screen the screen was supposed to be here we bought the thing and it didn't work it's ian was supposed to set it up now everyone that's listening on spotify don't mention that name here don't mention this name in this house you can okay. imagine. So, yeah. So, uh, just, just wanted to be for the record. Famine. Look at this poor man. Look, look at this. Look at this defeat on his <laughs> eyes. Look at this. Look at this lonesomeness. A lot of people clicking on look that video. Look at this man. He has, he has no hope <laughs> left in his eyes for humanity. He has absolutely been obliterated and defeated in the numbers here. We have, we have what, is, what is it? What is it? A thousand and a thousand four hundred times the viewership that he does right now. <laughs> Sad, pathetic potato man. You are done. You are, no one cares about you. No one likes you. Just give up. Just quit. Sorry, that was just. Uh, sorry, I couldn't hold. Look at these numbers. Look at them. I mean, this is a perfect thumbnail. This is a perfect representation of why this channel and this video is so great. This is why. This is why our channel is so great, and um, we don't like potato men here, and uh, it's oh, that simple. Man. So we're going to read the rest of the Super Chats and then go over to rumble.com forward slash we are change and continue this conversation. 
Clint is going to pee. We still have Ian, not, not peeing, still here with us as well. So let's get over to these Super Chats and address all of them before we switch over to, of course, rumble.com forward slash we are change, where we are going to be doing Rumble rants. So uh, we got another Super Chat here by Paradise Point, who says... Uh, maybe we could do the browser here. I think we can. Yeah. Who says, um, thank you for your hard work. Well, thank you, Paradise Point. I really appreciate that. We got another super chat by Sir Sog Muffins saying Israel is our number one ally. Just ask the crew of the USS Liberty. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joel X. Lean gave another super chat saying, how will that work with Turkey being in NATO? Sorry if you mentioned it before. I tuned in. Uh, and then that's the end of the super chat. Yeah, we we talked about NATO a little bit. We got another one here by Suck Duck. That's a little bit too controversial for me to mention here on this particular broadcast. And then we have another super chat here by Jeremiah. This fits well, saying most people don't care about their neighbors, kids, let alone kids thousands of miles away. Yeah, so thank you all for your super chats. Thank you all for participating in this Again, you thought this this conversation was was controversial? Wait till we go to rumble.com forward slash we are change as, of course, I think we already said all the buzzwords that are going to get us in trouble here. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate that. (laughs) We're going to move over and then go and be even more salacious on rumble.com forward slash we are change. Go over. If you're on YouTube, what are you doing? Go over rumble.com forward slash we are change. As we transition over, Ryan, where can people find you? Um, on social media. We're going to continue the conversation. It's going to be a two-hour conversation. This is just conversation one, but we're going to end it really quickly here on YouTube. Uh, Ian and uh, Steph and Ryan, tell us where we could find more from you. Ryan, go first. My site, uh, ryanblack.us. Sweet. You can find me at Ian Crossland on the internet pretty much anywhere. Hit me up. Steph, we are change on Instagram. Take the mic, Steph. All right. And now I am officially ending the stream. Uh, Clint? Yeah, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter. If you subscribe, I will follow you back. And uh, yeah, Liberty Lockdown just put out a new episode last night. It was great. Check it out. Yeah, and Rumble, we're going to be describing how Clint will be losing his virginity with the help of Ryan Black. What? There's going to be a lovely relationship between these two as Ryan <laughs> is going to be giving us dating advice. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis. We're going to be talking about hockey. We're going to be talking about relationships, all that. Rumble.com forward slash we are changed. See you there. Uh, amazing and beautiful people. And we are off finally. Uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, and uh, Ryan, how do, how do you really feel? <laughs> Fucking Muslims. <Okay. laughs> Ryan, you said, you said, you said all the things that are going to get us in trouble. You said rape. You said Nazis. You said Jews. You said exterminate the Jews. Well, you can't like, say oh, just, Jews? Give, just give me all the just give me all the fucking algorithm words that are going to fuck know, us. So, I, I didn't uh, mention the vaccine. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 That 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 really helped there. But uh, we may yeah. have to delete that one. <laughs> Or maybe just put it on private. I think, yeah, but it's fine. It's, it should be okay. We'll, we might bleep, have to delete it. Uh, can I but, just bleep it? No, it's complicated with uh, YouTube Live. But we're on Rumble now, and we could discuss whatever the fuck we want. We could say whatever you want. So feel free to express yourself. If you are holding anything back, which I don't think you were, <laughs> or if anyone here was, feel free to let out your frustrations now on the free speech place that is Rumble.com. I'll just, I'll just add changing. real quick that that. Uh, entire take that I had about religion, I would just have ended it if I wasn't on YouTube. I would have said, if your God is telling you it's okay to blow up children, you need a new God. So, like, 
Maybe, maybe, or just read a different fucking passage that says, like, don't do that. Because there's passages I know that do say that. But then there's all the ones that say, yeah, they're probably, probably not a good idea. So just stop fucking blowing up kids. It's driving me crazy. I have fucking seen this on both sides. Hamas obviously committed atrocious, uh, you know, acts against the Israelis. On the flip side, though, I'm just seeing these fucking toddlers pulled out of the rubble over and over and over again. And I'm supposed to pick a side in this. It's like, no, it's fucking it sucks. I think I talked about this on the show last week. The bombs, bombs are indiscriminate. So bombs are not targeted weapons. You, That's a big, big explosive radius. And it's a new technology. And I don't think humans have figured that out, really put that together, the amount of blowback it creates when you blow up a village. Well, or, or Exactly. A 30-story building or a 20-story building. Well, and like keep in mind, in too, there. keep in mind, too, it's Hamas is in the fucking tunnels, dude. They're not in those apartments for the most part. Did you see the U.S. is building a new bunker buster bomb? Have yeah. You, where it's apparently uh, it falls down and then it explodes like a cone in front of it. It might be some sort of cavitation effect, but it wipes out like matter in front. Of it. It'll push stuff well, away or pull stuff in. I'm not sure. If you, if and you, then the explosion is like in a, in a direction. Yeah. Well, we've had those for a long time. If you remember under the Trump administration, I, I think it was in Syria yeah, I think it was like rural Syria that he dropped the Moab, the mother of all bombs. That's basically a bunker buster. I think he dropped it in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Uh, uh, and he dropped it on a former CIA installation that was there to fight the Russians, which... Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. The CIA goes in and builds this huge underground uh, bunker system for, of course, the jihadis. And then uh, Donald Trump, a few years later, bombs what my tax dollars pay, paid for previously beforehand and then calls it a big success and fucking victory. It's not. It's not, <laughs> for fuck's sakes. And uh, again, Crazy. the United States propped up some of the worst fucking elements inside of the Middle East. Literal fucking goat fuckers and children <laughs> rapists were fucking financed and bankrolled. And if American soldiers spoke out against us training and protecting pedophiles inside of the fucking Middle East, they got in trouble. Not the not the fucking goat fuckers and child <laughs> rapists. They didn't get in trouble. But the heroin exporters, Hamid Karzai's brother was a major fucking heroin exporter on the fucking world stage. And now all the weapons, all the fucking munitions, all the Humvees, all the helicopters, all the fucking advanced military technology, all that shit is just there. What the fuck you think is going to happen with a bunch of fucking riled up fucking crazy individuals who just want to fuck shit up and, of course, don't have a lot of other women? I think, you know, when you deal with radical Islam, there's many different critiques that you can make here. I think the lack of women is is one of them that a lot of um, scholars make specifically saying because men could have multiple wives, there's a lot of men who don't have any wives and therefore don't have any kind of release and therefore are more likely to turn to jihadism where they promise them specifically 72 fucking virgins. Ryan, you're a pickup dating coach. Break this down. Is that true? Do you believe well, yeah, that, I mean, that larger a, radicalization a, because people can't get a nut off? There's a there's a, a huge huge thing. I mean, there's even outside of Islam, there's the there's you know a growing number of incel uh, guys in the community. There was the, I think the you recent, could just say my name's Clint. You could just the, the, <laughs> like, like these guys over here, right? We've got two of them in the in the building today. Uh, and I think the latest statistic uh, was like the percentage of men between 18 to 35 who reported not having sex at all in the past year is the highest it's ever been on record. I think it was something like 33, 35% of, of men in the West, right? So, and that creates a huge, like creates an enormous amount of frustration that then needs a, a, a venting place. There was a famous, there was a famous case of Elliot Roger uh, back in, I think it was 2014, where he was posting on, he was like one of these incels, he was posting on all these forums, like pissed off at how he couldn't get laid. And then he went up, he shot up a gym, he shot like 
like 10, 12 girls and then pulled the gun on himself. And Jeez. that's like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit that happens if there isn't a, if there isn't in a society, a healthy outlet for a guy to be able to express his sexuality and then also receive something in reciprocation. And certainly in the Muslim world with the separation, how they separate men and women so much, uh, that there's been uh, researchers, psychological researchers that have done studies, talk to uh, young Muslim men and women in these societies. And they say the level of development of a 20 something year old Muslim man or woman sexually is like a is like a five or ten year old. Yeah, they're just completely stunted in terms of their ability to understand the other sex, how to communicate with them, and it's a. I mean, because a lot of the a lot of the marriages are arranged, yes, yep. between cousins, which then leads to its a whole host of other. Leads issues. to people being inbred. Leads to, of course, IQ problems as well, and leads to a lot of bigger problems, not just health wise, but larger societal problems as well. And I actually had this conversation with one of your friends, Ian, over the weekend that you introduced me to, because she was known as a you know a lefty lady, and um, she you know we were sp specifically talking about pickup artists, the dating community, because I know you know I know a lot of people. I know Ryan that are in the industry, and I, and she automatically was like, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, messiah misogynistic assholes in there who don't know how to treat women. And I'm like, well, actually, if you look at dating coaches and if you look at, you know, what you do, Ryan, and what other people do, uh, Owen Cook is another friend of mine from uh, RSD. If you look at what, what, what they, what you and, and they do, you essentially help a lot of these guys not be incels. You help people learn how to read uh, women, how to make them feel not uncomfortable, how to actually be a, a real guy that it doesn't creep them out. And I think this industry is needed more than ever because it helps de-radicalize a lot of individuals. It helps people have relationships. It helps people have families. It helps bring people together when almost everything in our society is pushing us apart and making each other fucking hate each other uh, as there's a big war between men and women right now that's unfolding all on social media. And a lot of people are getting a lot of clout shitting on the opposite sex. But at the same time, what the fuck are we doing to long-term relationships and families here that are almost becoming obsolete now? So um, I, I, I think... Dating, pickup coaches, uh, pickup artists, there's an element that is seedy. There's some fucked up, horny, fucked up assholes in it. But I think by and large, the movement is filled with individuals that do more good for society than a lot of people realize. Yeah, and to me, the, the distinction is very simple. Is Are they teaching a technique that's like, oh, say this thing and she'll like want to fuck you? Or are they teaching you tools to be able to express yourself in an authentic way? Yeah, and, and how to be, be able to communicate it, with people. and how to be congruent and and how to be respectful to human beings, and then also mo more importantly, discern what you actually want as a male, and not just treat women's as physical fucking bodies, right? So I think that's a big one that a lot of males who again are, are, are horned up, don't get a lot of sex, and are virgins, they just want anything and everything out there instead of actually discerning who would actually be a good partner to them and what they actually want. I think Ian, you had a very interesting question yeah, that, we, that you asked. But I, I also want to raise a, a, a comment here that someone made in the live chat on Rumble. It was Gwyffis who said, quote, this is in relation to the first uh, uh, section of this video saying, quote, why would you want 72 toothy blowjobs? <laughs> Specifically mentioned the, the virgin comments <laughs> and the <laughs> radical Islamist problem that we were discussing earlier, earlier on. Sorry, Ian, go ahead. That was just a good comment That's that hilarious. I needed to read. I'm currently... I celibate, I suppose you'd say, in that I'm, it's not involuntary. I'm just choosing not to fuck without intention. 
So it's like, you know, celibate doesn't mean you don't fuck. It means you fuck to get pregnant, basically. Uh, and you only fuck. I think it might even mean one person in the Catholic sense. But I'm thinking a lot about what we're talking about with one guy getting a bunch of women and then all the other guys getting sexually frustrated and end up fighting. And I think historically that is what happened is that the king and all his men would take the women and then they'd send everyone else off to war and they'd be all fucking horned out and ready to kill. Kill or be killed. They'd get rid of all those lesser men. And now I wonder if society's tilting towards that again with all these rich billionaires getting all the women on Tinder and all these angry dudes ready to fuck shit up. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, good point, especially on Instagram, where, again, the dating demographics are changing, so only the top of the top of the males are, are fucking. Everyone else, even meeting medium-level guys, they're not getting any, any any you know sex at all. And it's only, this is yeah. what I'm hearing. I can't, yeah. I don't know for sure, but... So, historically speaking, for most of human history, you're absolutely right. There was a there was the top of a, of a society. We lived in uh, tribal societies of a few hundred people. The top one, the top like two or three guys would get all the women, and most of the guys would never have sex in their entire life. But what's cool about that is that means that you're descended from the top one percent of guys, because by being here, you're the best of the best. You have the best genetics, right? Because uh, they were the of, only ones that reproduce, which is kind of empowering. Um, and then we have the introduction. Uh, we have the introduction about ten thousand years ago or so of agriculture, which produced the second uh, biological imperative of women, which is first it was just mate with the guy that is the most attractive in terms of the skill and ability, right? The best the best leaders, the best hunters, the best f f uh, physically, uh, uh, physically attractive, et cetera. That was it, right? Uh, just like we have the same genetic imperative with women, mate with the most fertile looking uh, women with the best genetics in terms of how you, what you can see. Then that introduced, uh, agriculture introduced the second imperative, which is also mate with a guy that has access to as many resources as possible to ensure that your child will survive. Because before the birth of agriculture, the tribes would raise, all the children were raised by the tribe as a whole. So people didn't actually know who was the father. Uh, the really interesting book on this uh, is Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, which mm -hmm. goes into a lot of the, the evolutionary uh, psychology behind it. So, so, sorry, so th ahead. this introduces an interesting uh, sort of bit of, it's not quite cognitive dissonance, but it's this, it's this sort of push-pull of these two different factors in, in women's minds that men don't have. The men are just kind of like the hardest shit, right? Uh, and then, of course, like, personality and characteristics and do our values match and stuff like that. But fundamentally for guys, it's like, is she hot or not? But with women, it's these two things. There's the, on the one hand, there's the much older uh, drive of the guy with the best genes, the guy with the leadership abilities, the guy who uh, is a good hunter and all that stuff. But then there's also the, is, does this guy have the resources or will, do I imagine that this guy will in the future when we do have kids have the resources as well? Right. And so that, that could mean a more beta guy, but who's rich. <clears throat> yep. Whereas the first guy could be like super jacked or whatever and confident, but like a broke musician. And so then there's this constant thing of going back and forth between these two sides, trying to find that perfect balance of the guy who's, 
who has the mixture of both. And birth control plays a very interesting role in this as well, as, of course, women on birth control, their bodies believe that they're pregnant, so they automatically look for suitors. They look for kind of betas. I think that's the correct term to make here, even though that's not really the the right term to make here as far as the the, the kind of uh, human aspect of all of this. Yeah, yeah, a provider, I think, is a better term. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ian. And then once they get off birth control, a lot of the women find their partners hideous and disgusting, especially when it comes to their pheromones, especially when it comes to their smell that actually has been altered because of this larger biological intervention that has a lot of also very negative health effects on the women, messes up their hormones, messes up their endocrine system, and uh, I think could explain why, uh, you know, some of the women are just absolutely pretty loopy, pretty crazy out there. I think I think a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of overlap, though, like between the alpha and the beta. If you're saying the alpha is like the apex hunter and then the beta is the provider, like, I think those those traits actually align themselves pretty well because if you have all of the traits that are you know masculine assertive knows how to take a risk like that's oftentimes what will lead you to success in your career too so it seems that like the perfect man would kind of be a combination of the two except that yeah. uh wealth like a g- generational wealth like well, your, your that, lazy yeah. ass kid can get your money of when course. you die and that's like he might be a piece of loser piece of shit and, but they often like are yeah women. <laughs> like I, well i mean i don't even want to derail the conversation into generational wealth transfer i don't particularly like it to be honest i think you should make your own shit but you know i don't want people starting from zero anyway ryan were you about to say something yeah no uh that's that and that's very much the point the from the 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 birth of agriculture point there was the opportunity for the first time in in history, and that's continued, for a guy who doesn't necessarily have all of those alpha traits to be able to actually uh, have a wife, which before simply wasn't an option. Right. Uh, ideally, yeah, you wanna, you wanna mix both, mm-hmm. but I, I know a, bu- a bunch of guys, one of my best friends is really, really great with women, gets laid all the time, good looking guy, confident, but he's a he's a broke musician. He's right. been a broke musician his whole life. He's I know that never, guy. Yeah, he's he's he, he, he's he's on many couches, uh, and uh, <laughs> I've seen him, him all around the world. Like and uh, I think he was there for a class in um, Budapest when I was there as well. But great guy, like really yeah. awesome guy, really really it, great guy. Yeah. But like he perfectly fits that like traditional alpha thing. But then in modern society, he's he's sort of there's certain women who's like, oh well, this guy isn't maybe a. Uh, a long-term right. potential. Like he he's can't the provide one, for the kids. He's the, he's the classic guy who could like go to the nightclub and she'll just have like a one-night stand with him and be like, oh, it didn't, ca-. like he's the guy that doesn't count, mm. right? It's just like, oh, one-time thing. and it's, But he's not real. He's not like, he doesn't have boyfriend material because they don't see like a future where he's going to be able to like provide for the kids and right. and stuff like that. I, he, I, remi- but, he reminds me a little bit of Clint. He looks a little bit like Clint. <laughs> well, you know. Take it as right. a compliment. I, I am the guy that goes to the club. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So I have a quick question for you because I've always wanted to ask someone in your lane about this. Oftentimes we talk about kind of the psychological damage that appears to be done. Why are women evil? No. Just spit it out, Clint. <laughs> why, are they, why are they all evil? I'm saying we always talk about the psychological damage uh, that's done to women if they sleep around. But we don't really ever focus on what what does it do to a man who doesn't settle down and has hundreds of partners and I'm not asking for myself, but you know, like, is it fucking me up or not? Well, <laughs> speaking from experience, it makes us awesome. Uh, no, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I so I, I there's a, a guy who I, I kind of know. He comes from the RSD world, um, and. He like proudly advertises his lay count at like over a thousand. 
And I'm like, that's cool. And also you may have a psychological issue. Yeah. Because at a certain point, this is like a huge That's core a pathology. Co- a and, and probably an STD. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. All of them. Um, because, and again, I'm not like, I'm not like knocking him like, oh yeah, you suck or whatever. It's like, cool. Like if that's sort of what you're going for and you, you know, he can advertise himself as a coach to people and they'll be like, oh wow, a thousand, you must know what you're doing. It's like, fair enough, go for it. He certainly does. But one of the, one of the things I talk about a lot uh, and is like the core of the, the material that I actually teach is like shifting away a lot of the, uh, the outward sort of um, the techniques Right, a lot of the the techniques of the say this thing to make her think this, a lot of that stuff is coming from a place of and like for me like the vast majority of pickup artistry and all the rest of it is coming from a an outside in philosophy of of living life, which is basically that I need to do the right thing that's going to get people to react to me a certain way, mm-hmm. and then if they react to me a certain way, then I'll decide to feel good about myself. Mm. So you're setting your internal sense of self-worth yep. on how much validation you receive from the people around you. Mm-hmm. And I think to a large extent, society and a lot of things reinforce this dynamic. Especially social media. Uh, yeah. And this this dynamic and they do it especially because it's a disempowering dynamic mm-hmm. right it's a disempowering mindset of whatever if you want to feel a certain way that has to come from something outside you sure right and they do this they do this with health right the 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 whole message of western health is you need some external authority figure to prescribe you a chemical right and only if you take this prescribed chemical will your will you be well yeah there's no holistic as in, approach at as all. in you don't have the natural ability to create your own health internally right it must come from outside yourself yep. you must you must you must ask for external authority from somebody else mm-hmm. in order to be allowed to do the thing that you want to do mm-hmm. yeah. it, this is this is this is literally an attack on your innate sovereignty right. and to, it's a, yeah. a very very I, fundamental to, to add to this point i i specifically think a lot of men should be asking themselves especially the older that they get where does your value and happiness come from who allows you to be who you are right now and what runs your life is it just the pursuit of a of a quick uh, nut is it just a quick fuck that you're really after is that really the, the whole meaning and point of your life what gives you value as a human being what are the things that matter most to you because for for a lot of guys they're in this kind of uh loop in their minds where it's just like where's the next fuck where's the next fuck and they don't think long term they don't think about who they want to be what they want to represent and essentially what really runs them so i think this is the kind of modern problem of a lot of males who do look at the opposite sex as trophies being like if i fuck chicks everything will be fine for me when in reality uh you usually end up with a lot of fucking problems when you do but we are biologically wired to to try to do that but biology also has to have a, a man who is disciplined who who's willing to step away and say, look, I got to determine my life and my destiny right now. I'm the leader. I'm in charge. Where the fuck do I want to go? So, right. so it's, like, it's like Jordan Peterson says, like, you want to be a monster, but then you want to find a way to be peaceful. And and I feel like that has been kind of my dating process is like, I want to be capable of conquest, but then I want to be selective. 
And I think that's kind of what Ian's actually describing right now. This pimp over here, he's he's like, I'm you know, I'm trying not to fuck right now. This fucking, I'm sorry. I'm choosing guy. not to These fuck right now. These bitches are just in love with me, but I'm just like, back the fuck away. I'm voluntarily celibate right now. But, but the, and the more you okay. declare, and the more you say you can't have it, the more people want it. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the psychological aspect as well. Because Honestly, God, I want to fuck yeah. him right now. He just said that. I'm like, okay, fine. You can give me a blowjob, but that's beautiful, it. man. Okay, this is Rumble. Put those panties so. back on, lady. I got kind of a general question. You guys can all jump in on if you want. You fucking Whores, all of you, all of you are whores. I grew all up, three of you. I was an actor, actor and musician are my two primary uh, career paths. Right. And so a lot of those rely on confidence. And a lot of my confidence came from my first girl, real girlfriend. I dated her for seven years in college. I was so lucky. She was the hottest girl in college. And I just got it. Maybe it's because I, I was good enough. Maybe it's because I was real enough. I don't really know. But without the woman, I've noticed I go single for three years once in my late 20s. My confidence plummeted. So how do you advise young people that are looking to build confidence, maybe that, to get the woman, if they don't have the woman to get the confidence, and just from yeah, the, yeah. especially now with, with all the women, especially the younger women going over to older guys or the more influential, richer guys that they get on social media, which again is skewing the data markets in, in an incredibly unjust way for a lot of young men. Well, I want to I I want to address that because I was just talking to somebody about the uh, a lot of the stuff I disagree with the whole red pill thing, and my my issue with that is that. We've gotten, we've almost done us, we've almost done this like cycle and we're back to where we were like 20 years ago. Cause the, the pickup artist guys came out like when the game came out in 2005 or six and that whole industry sort of became much more popularized. You had guys going, Hey, uh, the common conception was, Oh, you have to be, you have to be rich, jacked and you know, all this stuff to get the girl. And these. POA guys were like, no, 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 actually you don't need all of that stuff. You can do these techniques and get a girl even if you're not any of those things. And they were like, oh, wow. And that whole thing blew up. And now we've got red pill again, which is like, no, no, yeah, you have to be rich and jacked and well, you have to be basically Dan Bilzerian, right? And you have to be the most alpha douchebag in the nightclub throwing, you know, fucking making it rain. And that's how you get chicks. And we just gone, we've gone right back to it. Yeah, and, but I kind of want to say something because yeah, I no. also feel like it depends what kind of women you're looking That's to exactly attract. The point. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Well done. Because uh, the the problem with this red pill thing is this is they're saying on the one hand they're like oh all, like all these women they it's usually guys that come out of a relationship. It's usually guys that like get broken up with or they have a divorce and they're all bitter and then they find this red pill stuff and this red pill stuff like all the stuff Rolla Tomasi talks about they're like well women you have you just have to wake up to like female nature dude like women are just hypergamous bitches and they're just going to like suck you drive your value and then monkey branch to the next higher value dude and you <laughs> you just have to fucking accept it and it's like well some women will do that and yes society in a lot of ways is incentivizing that kind of behavior absolutely but the, to, to generalize that to this is how all women are programmed is absolutely absurd. absurd. Yeah. And but then if but th this is the other thing as well as we know, as we know from uh, like Owen talks about this this stuff a lot like from anything from NLP and and any kind of spiritual work you do you know perfectly well if you have a set of if you have a set of default assumptions that you fully believe then what you'll do is your your unconscious mind will go and look for confirmation of those things that you already believe. You will cr literally create a reality that will justify yeah. exactly He calls what it the reticular believe. activation the system. RAS, yeah. And this is Owen Cook of uh, RSD, who, again, is a friend of mine uh, for full disclosure. And I think uh, a lot of the stuff that he does is absolutely important. Yeah, no, he's uh, a very, very smart guy. Uh, I, think, I think when people when people start to say, like, all women are this... 
I think it's really important that you reflect on like, well, if that's if that's actually your personal experience, you're almost certainly putting yourself in that position. Like, take some fucking personal responsibility. Why are you encountering only vacuous, stupid women? Like, that's that's got to be something you're doing because that's certainly not what I've encountered. Exactly. And so that this what happens is they they get sucked into this red pill thing, which is then telling them, yeah, you have to be the super baller thing, and you ha you have to have all this money, and you have to do all this stuff. So it, one good thing is at least that gets many guys who are maybe not making, not kind of directionless and they're not going to the gym and they're not trying that hard in life and they're kind of fucking off to be like, oh shit, I need to, I need to like work on making more money and going to the gym and like being better. But it also does this. So then they, then they like get all the money and they do all this stuff and they get all the success and then they have, oh, I have the Lambo and all the shit. Cool. So then they lead with that because they're like, well, this is what women want. Women want me to ha have all this money and have all this stuff and have all this thing. So they lead with that and surprise, surprise, <laughs> they end up attracting exactly the kind of woman for whom the Lambo is the most important thing. Yes, yes, And then yes, they're yes. like, oh, she left me for a guy with more money. What the <laughs> fuck? All women are the same. Yeah. And, and the same goes not just for money, but it goes to physical attributes. Someone who could say, hey, I got to work out to get the right chick. Great mentality, I think overall a benefit because it helps you be the best, strongest version of yourself. But if you're solely just focusing on that just to get laid, there's always going to be a bigger guy with bigger muscles that, of course, are right. going to create that same kind of uh, reciprocal problem in your fucking life. Which, again, you just got to treat human beings as individuals and you got to stop making you know mass generalizations and assumptions, which I think are, are toxic and being promoted on social media so people don't have relationships, so people don't have children. And that goes right back to... To answering your question and what we were talking about, so uh, the this is this is again emphasizing just like I was talking about society emphasizes it this outside in way of looking at things. All of these things are emphasizing, and all media narratives and all this stuff uh, are constantly and all advertising and everything is constantly basically the message is you who you are as you are is not enough. You must have these external things. And that's what's going to get you the external validation from people. That's what's going to get you right. Like you have the you have the the like all car ads, right? It's yeah. like a car with the hot chick on it. You want it? You want the hot chick? You want to? You have to have the car. Then the car will get you the the validation and the approval, and the, and that, that's what's going to make her attractive. And any guy any guy knows this, right? And I'm sure this is this this has certainly happened. It's happened. It's happened to me, right? When you actually get whatever the thing is. Right when you actually get the six pack abs that you've been working hard for, when you actually get the whatever amount of money you've decided, when you actually get the like that, does that order like you get you the Lamborghini shows up in your in your uh, uh, driveway the next day, and then there's just like hordes of women just waiting outside to like <laughs> the knocking on your door not to how fuck it works. you. No, it's not how it works. Yeah. Right. So the 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 answer to it is. If you, if you are deciding, if you are setting your sense of value, and this is why one of my most hated phrases with all the red pill stuff is sexual marketplace value mm -hmm. or SMV. If you're setting your sense of self-worth on the basis of other people's, your assumed other people's perception of you, then you're gonna be constantly up and down, your feeling of confidence and your feeling of self-love right. is going to be constantly up and down based on 
how you think other people think about you. It's so I, I even want, accurate because, pe because you, you're you usually making it up and it's never going to be what someone is actually thinking exactly. of you anyways. Ian had a really great question that uh, I wanted you to ask on the show and I told you not to ask it before the show. Oh, I wrote that down. Um, uh, the question specifically about virgins and whores. Really quick, and then Ian, I want you to ask that question and Clint, I want you to ask answer it first, then Stephanie, then I will, and then Ryan will. Okay, uh, before before he asked that, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, just to double down on how correct what he's saying is, um, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't say this story without saying it. So I'm just going to say it, but, uh, I, I acquired or my net worth, uh, broke a million dollars when I was like 31. And, and I remember I had always been driving towards this bar. I was like, I'm going to fucking get there. And then I'm going to get the girl. And I'm going to get the family. I'm going to do the da, 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 da. But what I found was it wasn't actually like hitting that bar that, that got me the girls, it was just a, a deep confidence in my own capacity. And, and I, once I had that, it was just like, well, I can, I can get a girl whether she knows I have a dollar or not, you know? And, and I think it's, it's, you know, confidence is so, so the key. And I, I've always, <laughs> even, even before, even before I had any money or any success, thank, thank goodness for my, my stepdad in particular, he was just constantly imbuing this totally irrational sense of confidence in me, but also a drive to like make sure I become the man that deserves that level of confidence. So it's, it's a fine balance, but I think if you can master it, you don't necessarily have to have the Lambo, but you have to you have to have the confidence of the guy that drives that Lambo and you can still get a lot of growth. And Which, I would add to that, it's not even only confidence, it's also like self-love. It's actually saying like, wow, right. I love who I am in a in a just like for who I am and the values that I, I feel like I'm good in being who I am and what I'm doing and I feel like I'm a but, valued but that's person. Kind of the, that's the foundation of confidence though, is to have those things, to have have a, a an inner strength, a balance, a belief in yourself. Like that all comes from pursuing those goals and uh you know driving for something bigger than yourself too that's that's been once i i met all of my financial goals then it was like all right now what do i want to like give to the world what what can i contribute to and that's when i got into the podcast world which is a weird thing to say but it's the truth um and it's just it kind of like opened up you know the maslow's hierarchy of need where i was just like all right now i got like i got like the the three layers here now i got the next one to go so i don't know I'm just trying to encourage people. Just don't Luke, don't yeah, give up hope. Well, Luke wants me to ask this question, but I really... Well, you asked this question during the beginning of... Uh, before we were live, I'll, and I was like, that's a brilliant question I'll for everyone. It, but first, I, let me cap off what we're doing, Ryan. So, like, how do you advise young people or any person that wants to build their confidence up yeah. to meet a woman without meeting, without having the socialization? Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that, that goes to, to finish answering that. So the, the problem, right, the challenge where most people are coming from is this ex... This, external validation thing, right? And guys are taught this, uh, Robert Glover talks about this very, very eloquently uh, in his book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, when he's like, boys are socialized from a very young age to need this validation and this approval from mother, from teacher, from, so they're constantly in, the, in an approval seeking, uh, external validation seeking mode in their dealings with women in general. And so when they then get, get older, then they're going around and they're doing they're doing the nice guy things that they have been socialized to think is what's going to get a woman to like them but getting a getting someone to like you and like be pleasant to you and be polite to you is not the same thing as generating attraction and so that's where they fall into the problems with the ni the nice guy and all PUA it, all most PUA is doing is just giving them no 
don't uh, don't seek validation like that. Seek validation with this other thing. <laughs> it's not fixing the underlying problem. So the underlying problem is that that flip that we were that we were talking about is to come from an internally validated place. So what right? you so what that means is exactly exactly what we were talking about is taking stock of not not worrying about how other people perceive you, but actually focusing on well, what do I actually value about myself? What's what are the accomplishments and achievements that I've done that are meaningful and important that actually make me a pretty fucking cool guy? Yeah, what runs you as a human being is a question that men need to ask themselves because they're literally caught up in this kind of rat race loop where they don't think about long-term objectives or goals. They think about where's the next nut? Where's the next fucking money opportunity? Where's the next fucking bullshit that you're going to be excusing and stopping yourself from living the most genuine, truest version of yourself? So just being honest, just being real, just being yourself and, and not giving a fuck about the outside world or judgment and, and, and people criticizing you for what you deeply, genuinely want and are not influenced by is fucking attractive. It's fucking hot. Yes. And, and you see that trait in a lot of the men who stand out who are willing to say, well, fuck you. This is who I really am. Uh, love it or hate it. And being that polarizing is something that a lot of women are naturally uh, gravitated to. That's where the whole concept of based comes from is like just being based, just saying what's on your mind, essentially. And a lot it's been kind of extrapolated into this like racist thing, which I don't think is necessarily fair, even though a lot of my friends are based, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but I think just like just telling the truth about who you are, what you want in life and, and you know, speaking truthfully, particularly now, because so many people are interested in like virtue signaling and not not actually saying anything that's true. Uh, if you just approach people in a way that's like really open and honest, I think it opens people up and allows them to feel more comfortable right away too. So that helps. All right, yeah. I'm going to ask this hot question that Luke's had me doing. That's actually a very good question. Shout out to uh, Lauren De Laguna there on the, from the Pink Pill podcast. They'll be uh, on the street asking people. I think I'm, it's okay to say that out loud. So you guys got to check out the Pink Pill podcast on YouTube and other platforms. But the question is, and they ask this question to people on the street. And I, th I still think it's a valid question to continue to ask people. If you're going to get married. If you had to get married, would you rather marry a virgin or a slut? Clint, go first. Uh, how, how slutty? I guess up to your imagination, but something you would consider that girl's a slut. I would, oh God, I would probably go virgin just because I feel like there's the, the being a slut aspect means that there's probably a void there that I'm not sure I want to take on. Whereas I don't really want to be with a virgin, just to be clear, but uh, I think that that would probably be preferable. Oh, oh, you know, the or Clint, experienced woman who who knows how to satisfy and satiate your needs, or or, or a toothy blowjob. <laughs> I guess I guess toothy blowjob versus the chick who's been with like the entire football team. Toothy blowjobs suck. They do. Did you ever get one? Yeah, it's yeah, no good. That's not instant good. deflation. <laughs> yes, you're correct. Unless you just breathe, but I couldn't. I couldn't breathe through it. <laughs> you, you think the economy's bad? Oh lord, toothy don't even turn me. Fairness, there's some there's some girls that are virgins that probably give incredible blowjobs. Well, I'll answer Catholic the question. School, I'd know. rather marry very a slut. rare. I don't think possible. <laughs> I'd rather marry a slut because I feel like they've already worked through some shit emotionally. Like when I've the girls that don't have any sexual contact or don't fuck, and then they get that rush of oxytocin and are like bound uh, beyond logic to you, and it's fucking weird. I, I I'd rather have someone that's like, but this unique. is someone that you're marrying. Yeah, Remember. I guess it's someone I could divorce so in the future, but. That <laughs> <laughs> you know, no fault divorce. Reticular activation system. That's all I'm going to say. That's a good point, Ryan. That's a good point. It's someone I'm, I'm supposedly committing my soul to for the rest of eternity. Yeah, so don't you want her to be like incredibly Wait, don't give him advice. I've Let never him talk. Been, You'll just, go later. Hold I'm, on. It's a question. I've never been too concerned with body count, ever. Do you, is there any reason to be? 
I think so. I think. Can I? Can I well, say? Well, I'm well, say wait, 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 thing. Just, I'm just say your thing. Well, I don't wanna... Stephanie, would you prefer a virgin guy or an experienced guy? I mean, that's retarded. Of course, for a chick, it does. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, let's get a perspective yeah. here, Steph. What do you okay, think? Okay. Well, experience is not the same as a slut. Well, <laughs> what? what? Well, okay. A virgin or a, a guy with experience. A, a guy with experience. A, a lot of experience. A lot of experience. You have to choose one. Why? You're marrying one. Marrying one? Oh gosh, I guess probably a virgin. Really? Why not? For the record, because he he'll fucking come in two seconds and it'll oh be awful. Oh my gosh. You're do do dooming yourself to a lifetime of terrible sex. And I'll no. say, like you said, it's different for girls. They didn't ask girls this question. They were only asking guys this question because I think it is different for girls. No, but it's, it's worth it's worth asking uh, both of uh, the sexes here. I I, I want it, to. It's curious to find out from. Uh, Can you elaborate another perspective. both? Both. 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 So you're two. saying there's only two genders? D damn right. Uh, <laughs> we can you say that on Rumble. We're on Rumble. We're fine. We're fucking safe here. We can get away with this, with this shit. But yeah, it's either you have a dick or a pussy. So um, it's it's that simple. Or uh, an innie for some guys. But um, can 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 we get Steph to explain a little bit further? Yeah, I just want I wanna, I, I want to hear the rationale for the virgin. The rationale? Oh, well, I would just say that you could probably... I mean, every experienced male has been a virgin at some point. Right. So you could train him up is what you're saying. I mean, I think that'd be really cute. <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> cute. All Interesting. Right, Interesting choice of words. I'm curious Absolutely. what Luke says. Virgin. All right. Yeah, I figured. Virgin. You can work with it. Hey, it's gonna, there's going to be some learning lessons. It's fine. But at least you have that uh, bond, and at least you know she's not gonna, you know, fuck the football team behind your back. But you right. Which is which is like peace of mind. And if I'm gonna be marrying somebody, if I'm gonna be with somebody for you know a long time, I mean, short term, you always got to think of a man. Do you want something that's going to be in your favor in the short term or or long term? Short term, yeah, I'll get a good nut off with a, with a whore. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. But do I want that for the rest of my life? Or do I want someone that I could work with and build up with and grow with and expand with and then have long-term kind of satisfaction? I, I'm always a long-term satisfaction uh, human being that always prioritizes that over short-term. But that's just me. You think Again. girls fucking a lot of dudes makes them more likely to cheat on their husband? Yes, I mean, absolutely. statistically speaking, yes. it's been like demonstrated yeah. absolutely a absolutely especially if they're over 10 guys the the levels of of divorce that women initiate goes up dramatically um as well as I, I think a lot of women who do do that are not just you know physically damaged but also psychologically damaged in other ways not to you know slut shame or judge or blame but there is a correlation between mental health illness and whoreness um, that that does deserve to be talked about in an honest way. But the co the causality that isn't necessarily yeah correlation is causation. Is it the multiple guys causing that, or is it there's an underlying <clears throat> mental illness that's leading to promiscuity? There's I think both could be true. So I think both are relevant, and I think both are worth kind of considering and and talking about. So uh, yeah, yeah, and again, it? not to place any judgment here. Um, I, I'm definitely not the perfect character to say this is right and this is wrong, but I have my own personal preferences. That's, of that's course. what I, I don't know want. a lot about the science of pair bonding, but I, we were I was talking about it a little bit with Lauren De Laguna, who posed this question in the in the first place, and I it was as if uh, I don't know exactly what pair bonding is, but that when you fuck somebody, you lose part of yourself in the situation, and you're no longer whole. But I was thinking, well, I think you lose something but gain something, so there's just a transmutation of self reciprocity. But but do you think that a woman loses something if every time she has well, sex? Ryan is the expert, so Ryan, uh, answer that question. Well, so, so Virgin what or whore? What they've shown is there's a reduce... Button after pusher, two, come on. Even after one partner, 
a woman's ability to pair bond decreases. So it's a, it's this like curve. It's a, like a steep drop off curve like that as the partners increase. So when does it hit its its denouement? Or I mean, it's like like as you say, it's, it's like ten, 10. after ten. It's just like ten downhill. The lowest after that, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> so that like that is a that is a, a serious consideration, and it's actually I think partially before uh, when I was like going and when the the initial and what we what we were talking about earlier actually is like I think every guy this is different from for women for sure every guy should go through a period of time just usually in our like teens to 20s where the goal should just be like you're going out and just having lots of experiences lots of different kinds of women and stuff like that and there's no there shouldn't be a necessity on uh sort of some like having so, like lo a long-term relationship i think every guy should go through that to gain the experience to understand what it is that they want to understand what it's like to like be in a relationship and all this stuff like you gain uh, you gain all kinds of valuable experiences that you need to have. And I also encourage guys to try both all the different ways of uh, being monogamous with people, being polyamorous with people, experimenting that. Would I, you encourage me, women to do that is the question. Well, that's, 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 that, so this is, this is what I'm getting. It sounds as if this not. Is what I'm, this is what I'm getting to, right? So before, when I was going through that period of time, I had experiences with virgin girls and in general, I was like, ah, it's, this is not worth it. Because I didn't, I didn't want her to have this close bond with me when I wasn't going in with the intention to be with this person forever. I don't think that that's not like fair to anybody. I wouldn't actually want to do that that's again. That's my question, my follow-up question is along those lines. Should we as men understand that if this is, the, this is not the woman I want to marry, I, just, I should not fuck her because I don't want to diminish her ability to pair bond with her future husband? That's a that's a strong. A few years ago, I would have said like the I would have had a different answer. I would have said like that's bullshit to you now. But now that I'm shifting more to uh, finding someone that I actually want to marry and be with and have kids with, I would choose the virgin for exactly the reasons that we've talked about. Yeah, and a lot of people say like you should not have sex with someone unless you anticipate potentially having a child with that person. And if you think about it that way, it's a little more realistic in that sense where it's like, I have this potential. If I am having sex with this individual, there's a potential I could be having a family right now. Yeah. I, I think it's particularly once you're like in your 30s, <clears throat> it's important to to view dating in that way. Uh, I kind of agree with him that in your 20s, you know, sowing your wild oats, that whole, you know, phrase is probably important. But at the same time, like if it's if it's ultimately a net negative to most women, it does make me wonder if it, it's not also in some ways negative for men. Uh, is there a reason that you don't think that there's any negative consequences for doing that? It's for too late for me, obviously, but for I'm just curious. A, for a man? Yeah. Well, I think it's whatever whatever the potential reduction in in pair bonding might be, mm -hmm. there's, the, there's a, a disproportional higher gain in the amount of experience you need. Like as guys, we need to go out and do things and fail and make mistakes and learn stuff and like build our characters and things like that. Like that's an important thing of what being a guy is. We we build our value and our skills over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's genetically wired into us as well. So sure. I, I think not only just having a bunch of you know references, also a lot of people online are going to be like, yeah, this is pretty convenient that you say that guys could do this and women can't do this. Well, We're not saying absolutes because there's always exceptions to every kind of rule out there, but this is the general rule. And from the, the science and the data that I saw, it predominantly was women over the, the 
10 body count that specifically largely declined their ability to pair bond for men. It's, it's around the number of between 60 and a hundred. Um, some people say it's, it's even a bigger number, but men, again, we're differently genetically wired than women are. And there's a lot of differences there that, um, I think a lot of people are playing up on in order to make sure that we don't uh, pair bond effectively. I think the Catholic school girls have got it figured out. Really? It's like up until the guy you want to marry, anal. just do anal. <laughs> 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 is, is it such a thing that you piqued Ian's interest? A guy. Wait, did you say anal? <laughs> Go on. Wait, hold on a second. I'm, I'm heating Wait, up. Toothy blowjobs and anal. <laughs> so let's fucking go. A guy gains more from having sex with a woman than the woman loses if it's just like a one to one. If that's her first, a first time, the guy's the value the guy is getting is is outweighs the negative of the woman feeling and like opening up herself and losing it. Is that the argument, or is it? Like, or is it just that women are expendable and we have to go get the experience? Or is it that if a woman's got more than 10, she's lost anyway, so fuck it, run trains on her with a <laughs> no, bunch of dudes? <laughs> like, I, I don't no, know. I, I there's, there's exceptions to the rule here. And sorry, go, go ask well, your question. If I could go back and do it again, I would not change a thing. I'd still fuck a bunch of women. I, wouldn't have, I would not stop. But I'm, I'm just in a place in my life now where I'm starting to wonder if... Like, I wouldn't have done that to my younger self because of the confidence I got from it and the, like, the understanding of sexuality that I brought to my future girlfriends, right. things like that. But is and it, that's the thing. That's the thing. The, as the guy, you want to be able to gain that. Like, that's important. But the, the girl doesn't need... She doesn't need... There's no value in getting more experience of having sex, of being the passive recipient of saying yes to a guy. This is like considering... Like, so but the, but one, one guy's like learning a lock picking skill that's like this difficult technical thing to be able to do. And the, the girl's just like, is the is like opening the lock or not? She's like getting the lock, getting bent. Every time you like, go in there, it's like scraping up the metal a little bit. And you're like, oh, geez, this lock's so loose now. I can't even unlock it. <laughs> Your lock's broken, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh my God. Yeah, that's interesting. Did the camera drop? Okay, I'm going to get your guys' camera back on. We have a... What's going on, Stephanie? Talk to me. Here, I'll get it. What do you think about Steph, it? Yeah, what do you think about all of this? Steph, how many partners have you had? That is What's an inappropriate <laughs> question for on air. <laughs> I, I choose to not, not, I'm not obliging to that. You're on Fresh and Fit podcast. What's your body count? Go. I don't know no, much about Fresh and Fit podcast, sorry. No, Next question. Technical issues yeah. over here. Clint's gonna, look, this didn't fit in the spot. I definitely feel That's like this said, this is a it's a two way street. I feel like the men and the women are definitely experiencing together and learning together and it's 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 not something like Ian saying I, I wouldn't say where it's like you're gaining and you're losing. I feel like more it's all growth and sometimes growth can be hard and sometimes it hurts in a non literal like way. Non literal, maybe literal way for those out there who are like that. But I'm just saying it could some of some of those experiences can hurt and some of those experiences can be really great and it's all growth and you're gonna experience those kind of things with different partners and, and grow how, from how there. hard do you like your growth to be? Uh, do you want to answer that, Clint? <laughs> yeah, you you want to tell all the honeys out there how you like it? Uh, like rock solid, like a toilet paper tube. <laughs> I got Steph. Do you think that that's there's not rock solid? That's not rock solid. That's yeah. literally <laughs> if it gets slightly wet, it crumbles. No, no, it's the size of a toilet paper tube oh, okay. with a lot of friction. If you're trying to fit the tube over your dick, I'm just saying. <laughs> You've done this. Super rock hard. You've done this. No, oh well, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> 
confessions you, of an Ian Crossland. So Stephanie, do you think the benefits of a guy sleeping with a bunch of women outweighs the drawback of women giving themselves or having sex with guys that they that they're falling for? Have you found that you lost part of yourself in the past, like sleeping with guys? No, definitely not. I don't find that by having intimate relations with other men, I would lose a part of myself. I feel like I would definitely gain more experience and learn what I like, what I don't like in terms of relationships with men and in terms of how I would want to have my own relationship. And quickly through that contrast, I would be able to make those decisions on, you know, this is not how I choose to be treated or or later along the line, even look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I even allowed that. I can't believe like what part of me actually allowed some of these experiences to happen and just kind of like grow from there and be like, well, the next one, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, I'm definitely smarter and, and I'm not going to allow myself to be manipulated in certain ways. Like, for example, there was one of my first boyfriends. I literally never went partying, did not go clubbing. It was like a whole summer. And I said, you know, he, this guy told me, I don't want you to go out. I don't want you to see anyone. It was like complete control. It was like, I want you to be mine, even though you're gone and you're in Florida and I'm wherever I'm from the guy um, but the whole summer you can't do anything and at that time I was like a clubbing girl and I was partying a lot and I just I actually listened I, like, I was like I didn't do anything I didn't party at all and it was because this of guy this, was a boss it, well, yeah he, he should have married no, 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 this guy but the thing is it came from a place it came from a place of not like being secure within himself like I can't let this girl be free because I don't know what she's gonna do. Yeah, no. I is that is that true? Would you guys let your girl go clubbing when you're in a relationship with her, especially here in Miami? Not not at this stage in my life. You know, I'm trying to like actually get married and have kids. So if I'm if I'm dating someone who wants to go clubbing, like I already know I shouldn't be dating you. But let's say that there's a birthday party and she's invited to the club. Would you be like you're not allowed to like oh, go no. to a birthday party it, with your no, friends? No, if it's a birthday party for a close friend, if she's like if she if she still has that like clubbing bug though, where she wants to go out and get hammered and shit, like yeah. I'm just so far past well, that. Well, perhaps in my life. you're not compatible with someone like that. You probably wouldn't be dating them at that point. That's I'm just what I'm saying, saying there's like a level of trust that we should have with our partners that whether they're going to the movies or with family or going to a right. club with with other people their age. Age, it, you should be able to trust that person and not have to think or be in that mindset of are they cheating on me or checking their phones or any of that kind of stuff I, should just not be in your mind state i, I that's at least for me I, I agree that you should have trust but my my philosophy is like if i'm going to have to put the reins on this on my partner i'm probably not with the right person so like i don't i don't go into i don't enter relationships where i think i'm going to you know, feel this drive to be really controlling over the person. I would like, I want to be with someone who I think like is formulated already. That's going to be very compatible with where I want to go in life. And, yeah. and, 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 and vice if, versa. The, if the social dynamics were reversed and, you know, men were, were, you know, sought after. And uh, if men were the ones who were being asked to be on boats and all this other stuff, I bet women would be freaking out of, if the men were going out and, and I, there's, there's, uh, there's always an aspect to, um, knowing that as a man, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you make, there's never going to be a boat full of hoes asking you to come on that boat just for you being you. Unless never. you take never. my new program. <laughs> <laughs> it's boats and hoes program. I have. I, I think a lot of it's alcohol for me. If if uh, when people get drunk, they, the animal comes out. Like I dated a girl for a long time that was a stripper, or she became a stripper at one point, and I was like, I just didn't want to even think about it. She would just go and then come back going because she didn't like it but she was doing it and later when we talked about it when we became friends again she's like i didn't even begin to tell you the kind of shit i would do like the amount of drugs and things that i did sexual and i was like like so now i have like if a girl were to go out to the club and drink 
I, that's, I'm like, I, I just don't, I really don't like alcohol. And, and, and I, for that reason, do you find that alcohol annihilates relationships as part of your coaching? Do you, how do you, how do you advise people to use it? Well, that? yeah, I, do, I haven't, uh, I, I quit drinking completely uh, about a year ago. Uh, and in general, the stuff that I teach and the way I teach it, it's all around everyday, like natural situations. So like being able to meet a girl, if she's like in a coffee shop or you're like shopping at a mall and stuff like that, like regular everyday things where alcohol doesn't have to be part of it. What's the best I, way to pick up a girl at a grocery store? Uh, can I finish, <laughs> can I finish <laughs> answering this? Um, so in general for me, I'm the same as you, where it's like at this point, uh, I don't want. I don't want to be date. I I love it when I meet a girl and she's like, yeah, I don't. Dr I don't drink alcohol at all. I'm just like, oh, awesome, like yeah. perfect. Uh, so and in general, yeah. If if I'm dating someone and it would be a rare thing that we'd go out together, and if she's like, oh yeah, my, you know, my it's my friend's like bachelorette party or some like specific thing, and she's like, yeah, I don't really want to go and it's not really my thing, but like I have to because it's my best friend. That's fine. But yeah, if she's Same. like every night, if every weekend she wants to go out with her girlfriends without me, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, that, that wouldn't work for me either. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, and and you'd be surprised. There's a lot of women that have a lot of substance abuse problems, and and it's covered up. And there's a lot of uh, addicting personalities, especially when it comes to the Instagram algorithms that a lot of them get hooked to. There's a lot of brainwashing. There's a lot of chemicals that they're that they're exposed to, and it's really hard to find a person for you know from you know what I've been seeing that that doesn't booze all the time or use antidepressants or use SSRIs or use birth control or use use weed, uh, which is another big drug that a lot of people disassociate themselves from. And then you don't know who you're really getting. And as a man, if you're involved in a relationship with a woman, especially if you're going to be putting a kid inside of them, you don't, it's going to be like a surprise bag. Like what's inside? I have no fucking clue because this person is disassociating and literally not being the truest version of themselves because yeah. they're high, drunk, are fucked up all the time based on all these fucking drugs. So that's the difficulty that I'm trying to navigate. That's why I have a bar. I'm like, I don't want them to be vaccinated. I don't want them to be on SSRIs. I don't mm -hmm. want them to be on birth control. And uh, that's like the majority of women that are gone because yeah. majority that's the majority of women that are out there. Yeah. And, and I don't have much to pick from. Why, Aside that's from why, the birth control. Yeah, for, for me, like what what the, the stuff that I help guys with the most, as you know, uh, is so that they can, for example, see a girl walking out of the yoga studio at, you know, nine in the morning or something, going to grab a green smoothie and be able to go up to her. Yeah, green right? smoothies are, are, are scams. Also, another uh, <laughs> requirement I have is that they don't, they can't be fat. But again, that's yeah. like 90, the women that I described, that's like 0.01% of the women out there in the general public, because most of them are fat, most of them are in SSRIs, birth control, or have been COVID vaccinated, which I don't even want to get into. <laughs> I've been getting this So advice. people are saying in the comment section, uh, someone said, uh, so you're gay, Luke. No, I am not. <laughs> but I have a very high bar for what I will settle down for. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's good, a, though. This is a really interesting paradoxical thing, which is that, when guys are like, oh, I, I'll just fuck anything, they end up getting nothing. And mm -hmm. then when you the if you just really have a set of standards that are important to you because their values aligned. One of my things I talked to uh, one of my best female friends um, about this, and we were talking about how the the COVID vaccine for both of us forced a really important values alignment conversation way earlier into the interaction than it ever had to be before. Yeah. 
before you're just trying to get laid, you're like, yeah, whatever. And then later you kind of find out it's like, are we actually aligned in terms of like, you know, going out clubbing all the time and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But now that question, it gets to the heart of it. It's like, I have to, before I even go on a date, like I have to ask right. that question. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want a shedding date. I don't want to be, <laughs> yeah. be shed spike proteins on. I don't want any Bro. of that fucking bullshit. It's even if they're Polish, than... that, that also helps too. Uh, just saying. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. We are change.org. Um, and it's worse than it's just spike proteins, bro. Have you sh have you shown the stuff? Have you s seen some of those videos? Let's let's get into it. Um, if you have one, you could send it to me uh, through the messenger. Oh, I can't about the I, died suddenly. Also, shit. I can't even. I, I don't even know. I've just seen. So there's there's a, a bunch of researchers that are now doing uh, investigations of blood like live yeah. blood samples of unvaccinated people, who and they're showing not just like they're finding obviously spike protein because of the shedding, but they're also finding these these nanotubes, the, these big, these self-assembling nanostructures, these like long tubules and yep. all this stuff yeah. in unvaccinated blood. And so there's a few things. So number one, there's some shedding going on, obviously, but number two, a lot of this stuff is being put into other things that aren't the vaccine. Jesus so they're putting Christ, it, man. they're now putting it into, she's, she's done, one of these researchers have done studies into uh, some of those injections you get like at the at, uh, doctor's offices and um, uh, when you get your uh, teeth done, they do that. Novocaine. Uh, Novocaine. All of those, they're putting that, they're putting these nano, this like graphene oxide nano stuff into those. You what said graphene, you, you're going to activate Ian here in a yeah. little bit. But let's, let's get into it. Thing. Let's expand it. Sarodoe617 says, yes, Luke should have a show with Pearl. Uh, we actually contacted Pearl. She was supposed to be on the show. She said, yes, contact us. And then she never came. So if, you, if you're in contact with Pearl or if you message her, be like, hey, come on the show here. We would yeah. love to have her. It would be a great conversation. Hit, hit her up in the replies uh, on one of her videos. Carla and Vegas wrote another comment that I think is interesting here saying take knack that's something me and ryan NAC. were actually talking about uh just a couple days ago when what, we when he first came down here to uh so, miami again not health advice not telling you what to do here but yeah so uh, it's a, or nac helps a lot with spike protein specifically mm. however it doesn't help with a lot of the the more sinister nanotech stuff so with the more sinister nanotech stuff there's uh two compounds that definitely do uh that I know for sure that when done IV, they will they will knock all the stuff out. Uh, they are DMPS is one of them, and I forget it's another four letter acronym is the is the other one. But They're usually used for heavy metal for ch uh, chelating Christ. heavy metals. Let me say real quick. Just this is we got, we got another not, quick comment. You're not a doctor. That's not medical advice. You're not, just saying I'm not this giving is what advice. Read. This is just what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I was just going to clarify too. Yeah, yeah Gwefis has another comment saying Luke just wants to fall in love over pierogies. Yes, yes. that's the plan from an unvaccinated, non SSRI, <laughs> not on birth control, not fat. Yeah, uh, love human being. You got to learn to cook. You need Look. to become the man, that, uh, the woman you want to attract. You need to become the person that you want to attract. I'm not cooking. I'm not going in the kitchen. You crazy. <laughs> I, just a theory I really do wonder um, you know because I've, I've seen like the died suddenly suddenly documentary and I've seen other shit and then you have other like I know there's other legitimate scientists out there that are in the hematology field that it's just weird that it wouldn't be unanimous outrage like are they is the medical establishment still so controlled or bought or coerced that you only have a handful of doctors that are actually speaking out because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if this is well, actually just, true, so just why what, isn't yeah. everybody going so just, crazy? So just a few things. So every most doctors are incentivized by the insurance of course. Uh, companies yeah. to have 
like for example, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, I believe, uh, if less than 63% of your total patients are unvaccinated, you lose all of these incentives. Jesus. For, it, for every few hundred you do, or when you get like above 70, that you get like $60,000 wow. and it goes up to like $80,000 plus if you get like 80% yeah. vaccinated That's or like incentive. 200 people or whatever. So there's enormous amounts of incentive to turn a blind eye so, to whatever the So what is it then? What, what, what the fuck are the nano shit? What, what are they doing to us? Anybody, anybody, any ideas? I mean, the nanotubes could be forming naturally in the system. Like the carbon compounds could be wrapping around on themselves and tubing up. The graphene oxide, it's such a... I don't know a lot about how it could be moved around magnetically maybe by maybe like frequencies are causing it to make some sentient movement look like it's moving sentiently. It seems to me like it would, if you're going to go to that extent of shutting down the fucking economy and force coercing, you know, billions of people to take this poison, like there has to be a, a real motherfucking reason. It can't just be like people always go like, oh, it's just about, you know, profit for Pfizer. I'm like, that's not enough, dude. I think yeah, it's no, herd it's, immunity, but it's my guess. It's, uh, a huge, um, like the biggest medical experiment into a lot of this nanotechnology, right. yeah. which they could not possibly get otherwise. People like to it was an it was an unpaid medical trial of experimental technology on the like, that earth. Was, that was uh, being being said. So, so it's mRNA tech that they're going to. So they're te they're testing the the mRNA tech, which again, <laughs> what's fucking insane is, uh. Tony Fauci in the 80s submitted a uh, submitted to the FDA a patent for mRNA techno technology for an AIDS vaccine, Jesus, which was denied. Right. And the reasons that that they came back for the denial was that this mRNA technology may well reduce the severity of symptoms, but that does not qualify it either legally or medically as a vaccine. Right. A vaccine must reduce the spread. Of course. Right? It must stop you from getting it and reduce the spread of it. Yeah. If it doesn't do those things, it can't be it can't be called a vaccine. That little so gremlin that, patent, that, that little gremlin bitch lied through his fucking teeth. That, he knew he knew from jump where it came from. He was a motherfucker that was funding it. He knew that the the vaccine wasn't it wasn't a vaccine at all. He knew all of that. He's just I how he's not behind bars is fucking well, he, was, he was allowed to work on this stuff right after 9/11 because of the passage of the Patriot Act. So he's been building this and growing this for a very long time yep. now. And now the larger consequences of it are not just uh, a rushed experimental gene therapy that we don't know the long-term effects of. I think personally there are going to be some long-term effects here especially when you talk about genetic mutations with living human fucking beings this is a technology that never has really been tried that we don't know the long-term consequences of and uh absolutely i think there's a big potential for some big problems ahead but now we're also dealing with a situation where they want to put mrna technology into fruits and vegetables and they are already doing that there's already scientists that are working in china with bill gates that are specifically giving out this mrna injections through mosquitoes that you can't fucking avoid because all they have to do is released genetically modified mosquitoes and then bada bing bada boom you have the mass vaccination of a public without their fucking consent as already here in florida 
Bill Gates released genetically modified mosquitoes allegedly to get rid of sicknesses and illnesses as those sicknesses and illnesses have been going up in number very strangely as well. So what the fuck is going they on here? They just did a big drop as well yeah. of some kind, some other kind of fruit fly or something in San, around San Diego in California, if someone wants That's to look that hometown. up. Fuck. So I think that that also could be a, one of those genetically modified drops to, to do things. One long-term effect I know for sure is going to happen and was definitely intended and I have a, uh, there is some kind of um, like motivation behind this that makes sense, is they knew from the very beginning, of course, exactly what this stuff was gonna do. What was really interesting was uh, two things, that they were finding like, as the, even when the trials were going on, and then when people started to get vaccinated, they were seeing, in order to, in order to be approved by the FDA, the, uh, the evidence has to very clearly show that the, where the, like whatever the site of injection is, the the vaccine stays in at the site. Yeah, in the muscle. Right. Yeah. It has to stay there. If it if it doesn't at all and it's found anywhere else, that thing needs to be needs to be recalled right. immediately. Well, because so, when it gets in the blood, it can cross the blood brain barrier and then you're fucked. Ex ex exactly. But it should it should it creates and that's why like in those old if anybody got the some of those older ones like the MMR and, and other stuff like right. that, like you'd get this and you get like a little swelling around mm -hmm. the area yep. and then it would die down and go away. It should only be there. What they were finding was spike protein in the testes, spike protein in the ovaries, all of these things. Yep. That's where and it went directly. It went directly uh, for women. A lot of mainly doctors couldn't explain it because uh, the spike protein went from the arm automatically to the ovaries yeah. and of course that's going to have some birth which effects. definitely yeah. wasn't that's definitely they 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 were developing this they knew exactly what we're doing that was intentional yeah i heard Why that would, they they broke up dna because they were like this is going to make something better but it made it so that it got into the cells easier this is dr drew that i heard yep. talking about i highly recommend searching dr drew he does every day almost he does something about it sorry yeah, he's had he's had yeah. some of the best experts on and they're all like for Dr. Drew, he was actually pretty pro-vax and like mascot. Like he was pretty blue pilled on this shit. If you listen to him over the past couple months, he is 180. He's well, like we basically had him, on our we team We had him here. on the Tim Cash show and I was there when he was on and uh, I had to fact check him on a couple of things that he brought up, especially when it came to Paxlovid. Yep. And um, now, now it, it looks like, I mean, I've talked to him privately and I probably can't release some of the conversations that I had with uh, Dr. Drew, but he definitely has changed his tone and he's speaking a lot of bigger truths out there that desperately need to be told. And I think that's one reason why He's also on Rumble. Shouts out to Rumble. They just put us on the front front page of everyone. Hey. So we just got a huge influx of uh, viewerships here. So what up, everybody? If you're, if you're coming here, this is a show that's already going on two hours. I think the conversation's great. We went from screaming at each other from Israel and Palestine to talk about <laughs> fucking whores and toothy blowjobs. Like, there's the conversation is very well rounded to say the least you know what was here. Awesome? We and now from... we're talking about mRNA gene specific bioweapons that we should probably talk about as they might be infecting you. Through fucking mosquitoes. So welcome here. Talking about it. Welcome Dude. here to the rumble.com forward slash we are changed channel. Make sure to subscribe as of course we are going we are going to be doing a live broadcast three days out of the week here on this program and also taking callers on lukeunfiltered.com. Right now, if you sign up to lukeunfiltered.com, you get access to a special telegram channel where you will be able to call in 
uncensored, unfiltered. Who knows? Someone might show a wiener. We don't know. Anything could happen. We could see Let's some hope. bobs. We could yeah. see some vagines. <laughs> we could see anything. We're on Rumble. We could do what we want. We have one caller waiting in the wings that I want to get to, but I'm going to let you guys finish your thoughts here. Yeah, yeah. But again, sign up to lukeunfiltered.com um, and then you get access to a Telegram channel and you get not only free super chats, you get to be a part of the conversation, but more importantly, you get to call in to the live studio audience right now as we are on the front front page of rumble.com shouts out to rumble thank you guys for having us subscribe to this youtube channel ian you had something yeah, to say yeah i thought and, the vibe. And, oh yeah one, one last thing ian no longer on timcast here with us permanently we stole lie. him no well i mean tonight it's true uh, i'll be back on timcast actually i plan on flying back wednesday morning so i'll see you homies there timcast irl monday through friday it's actually on right now son of a bitch so when you get done with this show, you're going to go watch TeamCast IRL on YouTube. That's right. That's right. What I found about tonight that was interesting was the vibe of the flow. Like it was real contentious debate in the beginning for the first hour. And then immediately we started supporting each other as men, just about mm. our biology and about relationships. And like, that's healthy. That should happen a lot. Yeah. We should be able to sit down and do that shit, man. So thanks, Luke, for hosting this. No, well, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to say, I love that. I love that dynamic because like, it's rare it's rare that like you can actually have a contentious conversation with someone without it getting to a point of like disliking the person. And I, I don't know about you, but like I gain respect from someone who can actually contend with me on an ideological level because I don't encounter it very often. So that was a blast. I appreciate no, it. No, I fucking hate you. No, <laughs> also, <laughs> bitch. Everyone does. Don't worry. Also, yeah, we, all, we, we all do. Ryan, I confirmed what you were saying about the fruit flies in California. It's, I got a study from UC Davis from August that uh, it's called Medfly and Other Fruit Flies Entrenched in California study concludes. And it's like, Yikes. how many fruit flies, some new like nine different species of fruit fly have been... Uh, discovered in California recently. I don't know if that has to do with the vaccination protocol. I'm, I haven't found that in this article particularly, but it's from UC yeah, Davis. I, I just saw something say they were going to drop millions of fruit flies. I got the article here I, from it, uh, San Diego 7 saying uh, San Diego County to drop mosquito larvicide in local waterways. So that's the article that's that we have definitely there. no unintended consequences that could possibly flow from doing that. And Stephanie, yeah. uh, I, didn't, oh, I didn't want to leave you out when I said the men. We were to, learning Just to men. add to the fluoride in there, just to make sure everybody's nice and healthy. Yeah, yep, I thought yep. your 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 input was uh, invaluable. Thanks. And I mean, you're a woman. I, I don't know. Use that term like, hey, dude, what's up, bro? <laughs> like, I don't care if you're trans, dick, chick, whatever. I don't give a fuck. We're all dudes, you know. Whatever. Well, I, I spend so much time just doing my own thing because I have my own solo show. It's just fucking a blast to be able to like actually hang out and talk to people in person. I don't know, but I'm sure most people feel this way, especially those watching at home. It's like we. Like, especially if you're self-employed, you interact with human beings so little. Like, it's it's a thrill when I get to come here and just sit down with four or five people and just shoot the shit for a couple hours. It's it's great. Yeah, we definitely don't hold back here on Rumble. And as you can see, the conversation is more free-flowing and more um, just out in the open. And, and it really flows in a way better way than, of course, it does on YouTube, where so we had to take the video down because uh. we had, you know, rape. Nazis, extermination <laughs> of Jews in there, 9 11, uh, Osama bin Laden. It had all the words, all the buzzwords that, but of course, are in it. But that's okay. The, the full episode is up on Rumble. Um, so the full uncensored episode is on Rumble. I want to take a phone call unless you guys have anything else to say I here, specifically I, when it comes to toothy blowjobs and uh, gene therapies. I want to finish the, the thing I was saying, which is that I believe that that is very much intentional that they were uh, putting the spike protein in a way that was targeting uh, reproductive systems. 
there's two there's two things I want to say on this. So I think that's intentional. I think the 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 ultimate goal is the following. It's uh, it's part of this depopulation agenda that we all know Bill Gates and and all of those psychopaths have. Yep, Malthusians. Um, and so they want to, especially they want to target uh, the Western the Western world and make it basically almost impossible for people to give birth unless they pay. Uh, right. So now it's going to create a whole new industry of enabling people to undo, do gene technology or whatever, to undo the shit they did. Right. To pay thousands of dollars to be able to be fertile again. Right. Yeah. And you could do incubator babies. While also yeah. while also justifying the continued mass importation of Muslims into all the into all the Western countries. Because uh, this is part of the replacement theory, which is not a conspiracy theory. It was talked about in the UN working paper uh, because they're incredibly fertile while these people, are, while they've now made the rest of the Western world infertile. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's a deliberate destruction of the Western world. It's a, dis- it's a deliberate destruction of Western civilization and an importation of the third world that's going to be the new norm as, of course, we're going to have a super rich class and a super poor class. That's the end game, and that's where we're headed. Did the Muslim I- world not get vaccinated? I don't even know. I don't know. No, I don't think there was a huge push like there was in all the Western countries. Oh, it would be interesting if Fauci was thought that he was building gain-of-function on a, on a thing that uh, COVID virus that could become dangerous. So he's like, we got to make sure we know. But the Chinese were like, we're going to build a fucking weapon that targets the reproductive systems. Nobody in America knows that. And now they've got, they're working on some medicine. No, to Ian, 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 Echo Health Alliance, Peter Daszak, Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, they were all in the know to what the fuck was happening there. Yeah. And they were the ones ordering the Chinese and the bat lady saying, yeah, we're going to do this and this and this and this. And the Chinese were like, see, see. Here's a thing that goes directly against that and supports what Luke is saying is uh, there's a really brilliant researcher that looked at the genetic uh, the genetic code for all of the very, like from the very beginning, every single one that was published as they found all around the world. Now, what you'd expect to see is, well, you have this original code and then over time it spreads to people. And then inside mostly vaccinated people, because they became hotbeds of, uh, of mutation, uh, you then see these new variants spreading from those people where certain bits and genes uh, are changed, right? And those genes that have, have changed and mutated help it spread better, right? Oh, that's, that's, that's engineered then, yeah. Right? What, what we actually found, what this researcher actually showed was they went through every single variant and every single variant is just one little bit changed at a time. So it's a fucking, ste- it's a ladder. In stepwise, yeah. in stepwise sequencing, one one sequence at a time. Oh, so it was like programmed to change variant. itself over time? So it was literally, it wasn't just one release, one accidental release from Wuhan. It was a series of releases over and over again where they changed one gene at a time to see how it would affect it. Yep, I've, I've read the same. I Look... I think I think that they ran a global experiment. I think that there's a potential that it's for mRNA technology that they can profit off of down the road. I think it's also exactly as you described. They, they genuinely believe that the world is overpopulated and they're going to do anything that they can to try and diminish it. What concerns me is that if the people of the world who realize that they are being turned infertile intentionally wake up to that, like I, it would just be fucking civil war everywhere. Because like, I would, I would be furious. Well, this, is, this is the thing Half that also this country yeah. already knows that it was a scam, 
and yeah. yet and and they're not doing anything. But it, see, it's like it's like it's like how we know, but like I don't know. No, like if I because I've studied this for fucking three years straight now because of my show, and like I know that Fauci, uh, Dazek, for instance, just to demonstrate, Peter Dazek, the head of EcoHealth, he's on video in fucking 2019 talking about exactly what COVID became. Like that's exactly the work that they were doing. He is on video at a conference just describing it out in the air. And a lot of the work goes back even to 2016 oh, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. earlier than that. Yep. Another important thing is the one of the vaccines, the Moderna vaccine. So the spike proteins, like literally like a spike thing, like this is genetic sequence and it falls like this. Inside, they one of these researchers found an insert, a, a sequence inserted in that isn't part of the original spike protein that mm -hmm. they were using, but it's a, it's a, it's a, an insert, right? There's, again, there's no way this would just spontaneously right. happen. It's and at the fern that cleavage it, side, I think that is what they call it. That insert there is a, is a Moderna patented sequence right. that they use for oncology research yep. because it causes cancer. Yep. So that means that this, that Moderna knowingly inserted a gene that they know because they patent it caused cancer into their uh, into the spike protein that, that that their mRNA vaccine codes for that they then yep. injected millions of people. So, with. This, so as crazy. we have record spikes in cancers, including turbo cancers that many doctors can't explain when it comes to young children who are getting it and are dying in record numbers that even chemotherapy can't stop or prevent. As and of which, course, yeah, which my mother died from. Wow, she was man. in remit. She was in remission from cancer. She was completely cancer free. She got her booster. I don't, I don't know why she did that. Um, and she was in hospital the day after getting the booster, and then a few months later, she was dead. Wow. Uh, let me say the. I think it, this is why you're so well read on this topic. My stepdad had a heart attack uh, right after his second his second dose. Um, and that's what obviously enraged me to the point that I was like, I'm going to get to the fucking bottom of this shit. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's so many people I know that have the same story. We almost, yeah, almost my, aunt, my aunt as yeah, well, yeah. you know, died from, you know, the shot. It's fucking crazy. I, I told my yeah. parents, I went back to their house and they were all like vac vaccinated and on this. And I don't give a fuck. You're going to be fine. And I, hopefully the placebo effect does have some impact that if you can get people to to think they're going to be fine maybe it'll help them maybe i hope man i don't know but yeah so so what what i've what i've seen in terms of mm. people who've who've gotten the vax is nac and a bunch of these stuff bromelene quercetin uh and a few a few other things can help with the spike protein part to a certain extent one thing we don't know is how long it keeps manufacturing this this spike like does it just yeah. keep going indefinitely they thought it stopped it after three st months but now it, it but shows yeah, that it keeps going they've shown that it's it's kept yeah. going for as long as people it's been years yep and it's still going it's i don't fucking, know a way of, i don't know a way of stopping that we, yeah. you can only you can only sweep up what it can what your body's yep. continuing to make i've had i've had dr malone on liberty lockdown and and i talked to him about this and it's just it's so horrifying that the guy who's like largely responsible for creating this is like, he's as crazy sounding as he and I are, you know, when he talks about it, he's like, yeah, yeah. Bioweapon motherfuckers. Like he'd be a great crazy. guest on this show. Yeah. Well, if he, well if come I, already, Miami, yeah. I already interviewed yeah, him. Uh, I have a video with me and him talking extensively about this on lukeunfiltered.com for, for members. Cause I couldn't put it on YouTube. Same. But now that we have rumble, uh, we of course will host him. I know him. He's a great guy. I, I'm actually in a music video with him, so we'll definitely invite Wait, him. High Res the rapper? What? Yes, High Res the rapper. I can play the song if you want. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, I, maybe we can have a, a maybe we can have a musical clip. intervention 
Can here. we get demonetized for music on No, Rumble? we're on Rumble. I think we're fine. And then High okay. Res is someone that I really like, and I promote his music as well. But I, uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up as I find this music video that we're going to play a small, small clip of, um, this to me also relates a lot to Israel, since Israel was the largest kind of experimental country that pushed the vaccine on all of its citizens Super more than almost hard. any other country out there. And two, this also brings me up to Donald Trump, why I can't be fully behind him, because he released this larger bioweapon on the whole entire world and is still proud that he did so and is still telling people a couple weeks ago to get boosted, which to me is absolutely fucking absurd. Yep. How do you guys deal with that kind of um, thinking when it comes to Israel and Donald Trump being some of the biggest proponents of the vaccine. I don't deal with it. I think that Trump is if he if he's still convinced like he's such an egomaniac. I can't tell with absolute certitude that he's not just trying to fucking spin that narrative like I saved billions of lives. It doesn't matter how obviously false that is. He's just convinced himself of it or he's like the devil and he sold his soul to to participate in this process. I don't know. Yeah, the Megyn Kelly interview, she really put him on the spot. And he's like, I've got a couple of liberal friends that told me in confidence, you saved 100 million lives. So I feel pretty good about it. And Megyn's like, well, what? first of all, there's no way to, to know that. There's no control study. There's no way to know if he saved people right. or if he caused more damage. There's no way to know. So for him to make that claim is fucking weird. And, but and then we Megyn won't know for years, by the way, because there could be knock-on deaths that are just rolling off for the next but 20 guys, years. He, it's not like he was in the fucking lab making the vaccine. Like, yeah. no, but I the know. second part of it he was... He just did what he was convinced by all of these fucking deep state goons and, to do. And that was Megyn Kelly's follow-up. was like, well, how do you feel about making Anthony Fauci a rock star? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. She's like, you did. And he's like, well, did I, you think? Fuck yeah. He's like, yeah, Don, you did. She put that little gremlin on the... He put that little gremlin on the studio or on the on the stage right next to him for fucking like 90 he days straight. behind him. That, that kind yeah. of imposing power president gives to yep. someone when they stand behind someone and watch them is like... Yep. And, and Fauci is just such a deep state, like scumbag he's, liar. He's... Such a piece of shit. Such a piece that of shit. I want to play so this video. It's, it's actually on Rumble. So we're going to send out the link to people so they could support High res on Rumble. But here's a, here's a clip of Aaron, the nurse, also here, um, a part of this broadcast. It was Dr. Malone, Alex Stein, me, and a bunch of really other incredible human beings. Here's a small clip of this music video. <laughs> Getting scanned with their uh, vaccine passports. Hey, you'll know nothing and be happy. I'm your new mommy and daddy. See what happens if you getting in the way of what we planning. Extort the house and senate. Implement a social credit. You can see where this is headed. It's a global Armageddon. Lock them down for climate change, but we still flying private planes. Go to sleep, you little sheep. We don't want you wide awake. Banning every car with gas, but then we charge a carbon tax. Pretend that we confuse. When everybody gets a heart attack Make the kids sad and depressed Tell the men have ass and breasts Make the women masculine You'll enjoy having less Penetrate the cabinets You're either privileged or repressed Fly to islands to have sex Whoops, forget that I said that So you got droplets You actually have to wear a few masks On your backside, on your rectum Because the drop, someone coughs so all in and in, 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 across the country, across the world, it could go in the toilet and actually come up your toilet and it actually get you sick and get you sick through to the rectum. It's called rectomitis. What is this? No! The World Health Organization is not going to exist. I'm not going to live in a world where my wife and her boyfriend have to eat bugs. And guess what? I'm going to own a gas stove and you're not going to do a damn thing about it. And I'm going to live in a 45-minute minimum city. None of this 15-minute... Bullcrap! Ah! What's the truth? 
doesn't matter cause we brainwashing the youth Poison the water and the sky and all your food Rules for thee and not for yeah. me, we all immune the music video there? that I think is absolutely awesome. I'm going to link it down in the comment section for everyone Yo, here high on res a Rumble. Fucking legit. And yeah. uh, High Res moved from YouTube. He had a huge YouTube following and he moved over to Rumble. So uh, make sure to subscribe to his channel as well. As uh, he's really awesome. <laughs> and, uh, truly, he does really it's incredible stuff. Beat, so man, shouts out to him. And uh, all the other like incredible human beings who are willing to put art out there. Let's get to a caller because we have a caller um, that we should be getting into very soon. Let me just call him up right now. Anything else you guys want to say as we? Um... No, let's just yeah, a member of the public shout it. Uh, explain that he is Alex Stein's boyfriend, wife's boyfriend. I'm sorry. Got it. Makes, wow. makes yeah. total sense. All right, we're calling Chad Duffy. And my screen went purple. Excuse that, as of course. Chad, how are you? Hope you guys could hear us. You are live right now on rumble.com forward slash we are changed. Thank you so much for calling in. And uh, we hope you could hear us and we hope we could hear you. Yeah, can you hear me all right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we hear you very well. It, it's okay. You're being congruent. You're being honest with who you are. Chad, great question, and we're, we are having some audio issues. I apologize for that. We're going to try to fix that next time, but you were just asking if there's any kind of resource page where people could go to in order to start uh, conversations with their friends and family members. That's a great question. Uh, I think we'll go around the room. Uh, for me personally, I think there's really great stuff with the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance. Some of the stuff I disagree with, you brought up quercetin. I heard some conflicting reports about quercetin and gut health. So again, do your own research, do your own homework. But I think the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance really did an incredible job. I can't recommend their organization enough when it came to, of course, dealing with this situation. They also have a protocol of what people should take in order to, of course, detox and help deal with uh, any kind of vaccine-related uh, kind of injury as well. So the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance is one of the top websites, according to me, that I sent to a lot of people, and it is backed based off science studies and a lot of the uh, stuff out there that is pretty legitimate out there in my opinion. If Ian? you'd like, I could spin the mic around and give uh, some canned audio from the call. No, the audio is coming from my screen. It's coming from my monitor. This one too, so Say something, Chad. Yo, can you hear me all right? That's a little bit better. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Audience, let us know. If you can we, now we can't hear you, Ian. Hold on, show, show Ian here. Well, I'll, I'll answer his question too because uh, on Liberty Lockdown, like I usually don't 
here's the truth. Most of these operations that, that you guys watch us on are like shoestring budget type deals. So I don't have yeah. any I don't have any support team to help me put the sources in some sort of directory where where it could be searchable. Um, so I, I guess I would just spin spin it and say you should sign up for uh, is it Luca Unfiltered? LucaUnfiltered.com. Yeah, sign up for Luca Unfiltered. If the operation gets to a size where we can actually bring in people to to start to uh, you know catalog these things, that would be it'd be a really nice resource. But um, you know, no, I don't. I don't actually keep like a log for people. What, what Sorry, the, Tim Pool. One of the things that I've learned from Tim is like we go real slow when we talk about things like this. Like we probably did like eighteen claims tonight that didn't have we didn't have any data to back it yeah. up. And Tim will be like, "Stop, no," and he'll he'll make he will completely refute you and stop the show unless you can pull up data to back it up. Yeah. He'll just tell you, "I don't believe you." Well, and he like, does that because YouTube will. Can him if he doesn't and challenge also, claims. Legitimately, like that. if you don't have references for your data, like what good is it? So that's a good point. You know, of course, we should be referencing exactly. your data. But it's still it's still fun to think create like creatively and and try and like because yeah, move some the of this mic. We don't away. have hard answers for, so we got we have to be able to think that. I think it's a real mistake to be like we have to have everything sourced. Everything that comes out of your mouth that has to be sourced. It's like like I'm connecting some dots here. You know, if I if I'm trying to figure out why they lied to us about the COVID vaccine, I'm not going to have fucking sources for the most part to figure it out. I, I have some, I have some dots of data that shows like, like, the, oh, they actually ran a, a study on the, the exactly what ended up happening just a year prior. How fucking weird is that? Oh, they have patents that are, that are actually spliced into the, the virus itself. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a, a, obviously from a wet market. Like, but early on on YouTube, if I were to have gone on, uh, you know, IRL with you guys and said some of that shit, Tim would have been like, prove it, you know? And it's like, well, I, I'm, we're getting there. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. What, okay. uh, Chad, hold, hold on one second. Chad, can you just say something now to see if your audio is going to come through? Y yes, but I only hear it, and I think no one else hears it Correct. as well. So, yeah. Okay, but now everyone else, yeah. I just uh, I just messed with the input device. That's why you guys can't hear us that well. I'm messing with the settings right now. You should be able to hear me a little bit better right now. And your audio now will be heard for everyone except for Ian, Steph, and Ryan, and Clint. But I hear you perfectly. So I'll just reiterate your question really quickly to all of them. But I think Ryan also probably yeah, has an answer thing, to that question. Maybe, Luke, if you can try and pull it up. I forget the exact URL, but I think it's either stop world control or end world control. Uh, there's a really great site with a lot of resources on it uh, by a guy who is a, his, his background was in corporate fraud and he's been doing a brilliant investigation. Is it stopworldcontrol.com? It may be that if you click into it. And there's it. a bunch of countries, flags. There's like a UK flag, French flag, German flag, stop world control. The mystery of Israel solved. Is that it? Okay, that's that. I'm not sure. You endorsed it, Ryan. I, <laughs> now now it's all on you. I forget the exact URL, but there's one where they have a, a bunch of stuff, and it's a guy who's been doing a brilliant job of collecting. He's interviewed a lot of experts, and he's doing a proper, like, basically fraud case against these, against the, uh, Big Farm and everything in Germany, I believe. And yeah, he's collect he's collected a bunch of resources together. Uh, so yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could remember it. I see the members calling is is saying we should have Anomaly on. I was just on Anomaly show. He's been on mine a bunch of times too. He's a homie. If he's ever in Miami, I'm sure we'll invite him. I hear good things about Anomaly. 
He's not not very friendly with uh, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're more than welcome to. Um, oh, uh, again, just no one else could hear you except me. And you guys need your headphones. We're gonna get you guys headphones. Clint, you should have brought your headphones. Um, Ryan, you should have known better. You too, Ian. <laughs> you too, Steph. Yes, Next time, bring in your headphones so you guys could hear the caller. But you, everyone could hear you on Rumble, and they could hear you a lot clearer now. Hold on one second. Hold on one. Hold on one second. I think we cannot hear you on. Uh, our, our people are saying people are saying they can't hear you on Rumble. So I'm just going to do the speaker thing, and we're going to do what Ian did. So just hold on. We're we're figuring this stuff out because it is uh, a little bit complicated. I am not a tech guru, and uh, we are. Def- I am definitely a boomer, and we are definitely trying to figure out all the call settings here so we could hear you uh, appropriately. It worked last S- week. Say something now. No. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna do a bunch of the stuff. Speakers. All right. You're you're just gonna have to come out of the main desktop laptop now. Say something. Yo, can you guys hear me now? Rumble, yeah, be now, with us. Now it's perfect. Now you're coming through the monitor uh, that I have in front of oh, me and my psychedelic Ian Crossland view that now has been altered through this Telegram chat. Now I think everyone could hear you. Thanks for uh, everyone uh, dealing with us when it comes to these technical difficulties, but I think we got it. Say something, Chad. Can you guys hear me? I'm still yeah. seeing. I'm reading yeah, both yeah, on the Rumble. We, the hosts, can hear you. The audience cannot. No, they can. For they reference. can. Now everyone can. Oh, good. I just changed the settings, so we should be good. Awesome. Cool, cool. All right, so I'll just to restart what I was saying. So I was out of uh, work during uh, the beginning of COVID because I had a back surgery. And dumb, like I just was looking up um, uh, zombie viruses because I don't know if you guys believe in that, but there, there is something with like, do I don't, I don't understand it, but it's just the way the world's connected. Do I was looking random shit up, zombie viruses on my free time. I was bored. I don't know what to say. And I actually came across a video from a virologist from Wuhan that said a co-worker of hers got the blood on him. They quarantined him. He showed no signs, so they let him go. Let him go. I swear to God, I've been making videos of this from day one, and I'm so I, I kicked myself in the ass because I didn't record it. Because like my like I was like, well, that's what you get for like messing with viruses. This is like an outbreak is about to happen. And then like, two weeks later, everyone's saying it's coming out of the fish market, and I was like, well, no, this is the virus that I I freaking just watch the video on. I go back and the video is gone. Do I kid you not? I checked the lady to see like if she was just some like nonsense YouTuber. And I, I, I checked her with the virologist from Wuhan and it was the same person. Looked alike, had the same name and whatnot. I, I made so many videos about this during the time. I got hacked. I had money stolen from my account. My mom's life got threatened. And it was, it was, the craziest time, dude, I tell people all the time, I will take a lie detector about this. There was a video that was out for like, I don't know. I don't know how long because I saw it two weeks before and I was just like, yo, it is what it is. That's what happens when you work on this shit, right? And do I, when you guys are talking about I had it's like, I'm never stopped. I'm never going to stop saying that. Do I, I post this thing hundreds of thousands of times on YouTube to the point where I can tell when it's like, no, no, she wasn't. I had to use Google Translate, and I was using, like, um, the audio translate. So it wasn't even – I should clarify, too. It wasn't um, It wasn't exactly right because it, it wasn't, like, translating properly. So the stuff that I picked out was that um, – 
They got uh, a, a male coworker got blood on him. Um, they quarantined him for. Uh, I, I don't think, even think I got the time. And then he he didn't show any signs, so they let him go. And then she said she as. I don't want to say she said it came from the lab because I I like it was a while ago and I was like, it was like she was like she believed it came from the lab, is what I got from it. And she said a bunch of other stuff too, but I, I was like the translation was like off. I I want to say is she said it was from an animal, but I also I'm not sure if I'm like combining thoughts that, from the time. No, that makes sense. But I, I translated, that, dude. I, sorry, that, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that makes sense because that's what they were doing. They were they were taking samples from bats from the. Uh, the caves, because there's huge caves in the Wuhan area, um, so it would make sense that it would be bat blood that would have gone on. But I don't, I don't believe it, and it's not personal. I, if you don't I have get the it, data, I get it. yeah. No, I know everyone said no one believes me. I get that. I don't blame you because my own family doesn't believe me. That's why I tell people. I, I like I, I say this all the time, dude. I'll take a lie detector because I do. I don't know what to do, but I'm so pissed off about but this. Like not, I've been. I'll clarify. I'm not saying that I disbelieve you, but I yeah. can't believe it unless I can witness the proof. True. I, I get it, dude. I, I was, I've been kicking myself in the ass because I didn't record the stupid video. And I was like, why didn't I do that? Because I didn't think it would like turn into what it is. I just thought like they messed with something. It was bound to happen type of thing. I get it. No, I get it. But I mean, I'm never going to stop saying it. I, I don't mean, care. Blood usually has me. to transfer over. Blood usually has to transfer over to an open wound in order to kind of make some kind of difference. So you also got to understand there's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, bad stuff that's being put out there in order to make yeah. the waters a lot more murky and a lot more muddy than it actually is. I don't know if there's some kind of grander conspiracy involved here from everything that I've kind of experienced. I don't think that's that's the case here. Uh, who knows? It, it could be maybe someone uh, just messing with you. It could be that you just uh, want to believe some of the things that you want to believe. But, I get but, that. Yeah. I, I would even say, don't believe some random dude on, on the internet. I, I, like, I'm the first one to say that. Don't, you shouldn't believe me. Like, I came out of nowhere, right? But the fact is, like, I know what I saw, and it was two weeks before anything anyone was talking about it so like someone throwing out information in my position someone throwing out like information that's just like uh, wrong wouldn't make sense because it was literally like uh over a week before not i wouldn't say three weeks it was like an over a week in between a week or two weeks before and we're in the I, I, oh we're in I the like, age i think we're in the age where it's really upon us now to, to preserve our research personally on, on yeah. data drives locally no, yeah yeah yeah, absolutely, because Google also makes sure that a lot of articles that uh, do break a lot of the narratives are usually hidden and they're very difficult to find. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just always try to be on top of it. And uh, some of the things might have a bigger meaning to it. Some of the things could actually be a real coincidence. Um, and I think you always got to be open-minded to all of these possibilities and not always go towards it's a conspiracy 100% of the time because it's not usually always that kind of uh, black and white. Uh, Ryan, do you have I anything wanna, to I say about this? I just wanted to clarify that the site that I was refer I was talking about, it is stopwellcontrol.com. They have a whole section called Crimes Against Humanity where they have like detailed research with, with citations around pandemics, vaccines, uh, all kinds of stuff, so... I'm gonna get that. It's a good. Website. It's a good resource. It's some weird conspiracy site that looks. It 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 looks and feels like a genuine like oh this is like re actual research. And it's like studies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance. But, Chad, that was a great first question. Thank you so much for calling in. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to close off with? 
No, um, just that when I popped in, you guys were talking about the Virginia thing, and that's a wild subject to just randomly pop in on. Just, just got to throw that out there because when I come, I was like, "What the heck are you all talking about?" But, Would you marry a slut or a virgin? Um, I, if God wanted me to marry a, a slut. I would marry a slut. Like if I felt led to it, I would prefer someone that doesn't have a lot of um, body counts um, for a few reasons. I actually talked to some girls about this in college. I found that like people, you guys were talking about the connection that you lose. I forgot the term you said, but every time you have sex, you lose like pair bonding. Pair bonding. Pair bonding thank you. That I, the people I've talked to, and I kind of feel this way too, pair like, and I could be wrong, but, but pair bonding also, you lose it when, when we're younger, we love more. You, you, you guys notice that, like, I'm not like throwing that out there. Like you, you end up like when you're in high school and whatnot and you have that first crush, it, it hurts worse. Right. Hell yeah. And like people would say, when I would talk about this type of stuff is like, they feel every time they have a relationship and they let themselves get so attached to someone and that gets destroyed and it's not like broken up in like a, a good manner it's like one of those that are really heartbreaking that's what causes like a lot of the um disconnect that they start to feeling and every time it happens that disconnects get worse that's 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 kind of like what that i take sense. from it it's like i i i do like i do mess around when it comes around but i try not to and i try to like I don't know. I try to just follow. I just, I, I don't know. How to I think that seems like a I great t-shirt. You know? I, I mess around when it comes around. <laughs> that's I like that. Yeah. I think that's profound. I mean, like, when it's there and it's one of, like, I, I, she, she's all for it. It's one, it's, it is what it is. But I, like, I, I, I got another, I go I got another shirt it. idea. If God wants me to be with a whore, I'll be with a whore. I mean, God works in mysterious ways, man. Maybe she needs a good Christian man. I, but. I thought that was kind of profound how you said that it's taking that emotional damage that makes it makes you a worse partner, but you can heal that stuff too. Yeah, and that other gentleman you had on, I, I sorry, I don't know his name, but um. He's like, he's like Hitch. Yeah, he's the, I don't know, it sounded like he was a love guru or something this for a second. This is the Ryan Black right yeah. here. Steve yeah, Ryan, Ryan Black. Black. Um, he said something, fuck, I even forgot my train of thought. Get ass. The, the love guru. Yeah, the love guru. He You'll was remember. About, um, I'm not, I probably won't because I'm over here like on the spot. Just say that you'll remember and then relax and your body does it for you. But, but Chad, more importantly, clean your room. Clean your closet. You gave people not an anxiety happen. attack with the closet. <laughs> Jordan Peterson is not going Jordan Peterson is not going to be happy with you. Or just close the door. Twelve rules to life, brother. It's too yeah. Clean your life. I'm not gonna remember this, so clean clean your closet, say. clean your life. And uh, <laughs> the more clean your room is, the more clean your mind will be. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm just being hypercritical here. I don't here. judge you. Do be as fucking yeah. messy as you want. I don't give a shit. You should see what Ian <laughs> did to me. It's not as yeah. bad. It's just this one spot. Everything you should see, what, you should see what, what Ian did to the bathroom here. Holy freaking cow. It is a war zone. It's like Chirac in here because of this man <laughs> and his long hair. I freaking remember. Thank God. Dude, when he was talking about having to go out and date people, that's so spot on because men especially, we need to date, not necessarily have sex, but we need to date so we can understand how to treat treat women. My dating experience, the first girls I was ever like dating was horrible. But like after college, I started understanding what not to do. Like I was the worst. I would text paragraphs to girls. Took me a while to figure out that's probably not the brightest thing to do. Don't send a, like a paragraph when you're hurt, you know, let it like, you know, let it simmer. Like let it play out, kind of act chill and act cool and whatnot. That's the, and see? Too much work today. 
you did it. Ryan, do you want to respond to that? No, yeah, I'm glad that's I'm glad that's sunk in, bro. Absolutely right. And I think that no, that's it's that's really that's true. And I think yeah, as that's the that's the difference, right? It's like as guys, we need to go through these experiences and that helps us learn so we know how to be the best guy we can be when in that proper relationship, in that long-term relationship, whatever. We need those experiences. Whereas for the yeah, for the girl, that. no, for the girl, the more experiences, the more she loses that ability to really have that that close connection and to be like obsessed with you in that way, I think. And then, but maybe it's not a monolith. Maybe it's that some most, or there's a majority of women that experience that, but some don't. And then there's a, a minority of guys that experience, but most don't maybe. Cause like with Stephanie, you were saying earlier is you found a lot about the damage you experienced in relationships, helped you learn what not to do going forward. Were you just able to like to not accumulate trauma while you were going through it or something? Well, yes. I mean, also, it's not like there's a list of experiences. But also the either. thing that you brought up in terms of like, oh, yeah, I used to accept these awful things is the thing that you mentioned is a thing that like many guys these days is exactly what they would want. Could so, you further that? What do you mean? So, so the idea of ha like having the girlfriend not being not going out and like partying. So controlling the most, other person. Well, it's... Uh, I'd say a lot of guy, a lot of guys these days have a standard that that the girl they want to be with is a lot of stuff that Luke said is like uh, not fat and doesn't have t too high of a body count and doesn't want to go out and party with their friends all the time, like, and that's a, that's like a reasonable thing. So the idea that you're like, oh, I suffered through this terrible nonsense or whatever, and now I'm better, like I. With that ex that particular example, I don't. If he was like he was, you know, beating me every weekend, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I don't know. You know, you know, it's a good like uh, sign whether or not someone, women or men, should or shouldn't be going out is how they handle their alcohol. If you're someone that can get a little bit buzzed and go out, chances are you're gonna be fine when you go out, unless you're like really are like the cheater type of mentality. Then it then you're like that's just messed up for you. But if like. I saw a video earlier where it was saying everyone has the potential to cheat and I don't like that, but it's true. If you get drunk enough, you make horrible decisions. Like you're not the same person when you're blacked out drunk as you are sober. So if you have someone that you're dating, who's like, can't control their alcohol, it's you're less likely to want them to go out because there's a higher probability that they will make a wrong decision because I'm, you're more, yeah but but also you know if, I mean? if if you're in a nightclub you're in a kind of predatory environment where women yeah. are there to get chased predominantly and and that's what yeah. a nightclub is for yeah is and, 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 and a lot of women don't like, like that but that's the truth we go clubbing because that's where you go pick up chicks and yeah. go dance with chicks don't, and don't come into the lion's den bitch what are you doing right <laughs> Look, he looks like a fucking human I lion. Think, I thought you were calling her a bitch. I was like, no. Oh, I would not. <laughs> right God damn. No, I didn't. I was looking at the camera. He's looking at the camera. Looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> He's not misdirecting that energy. I know very no, well. I would not. No, Clint's a sweetheart. I, yeah, okay. This is, a, this is like a cyclical, this is a cyclical thing where I'm like, I, I, I would rather she didn't go get drunk at a club. I don't want to get chased by men. I like dating girls that drink. Any I, I also, the other part as well is that in general, women tend to act in general, this is not a blanket, I'm not doing that, all women are like this, uh, but in general, women tend to act more in the moment based on the emotions that they're currently feeling. 
And then there'll be that sort of a backwards rationalization around that. Yeah. So if a guy's able to spike those emotions, he's able to, of course, so uh, she could go, more, she could go yeah. out with the best of intentions and then have a few drinks. And then this guy says all the right things. And next thing she knows, oh, it just happened. Hmm. And I've always, I've always been a believer, like when I was a scumbag. <laughs> when? I, yeah, when. I, <laughs> you, I would, st you stopped? <laughs> before yeah, I did, the stuff. Stuff. <laughs> I did stop, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, when I was like, if I was in a relationship and I was unhappy and I went out and I got hammered and then I was like, oh, now I'm, you know, kissing this girl. It's like, I, I did that. I put like, it, it allowed the, my inner desires to come out. But like, that was still me putting myself in that position because I wanted to exit a relationship I wasn't happy with. So I think that it's, I personally apply the same rule to women. Like if they're going to go out and do that, uh, I'm not going to blame the alcohol. That's just, that's how I view it. Yeah. Is it, is it the alcohol or is it the person deciding to be let loose in a place where guys chase them and are specifically there to go get chicks, right? So that's the larger question that I think people should be asking themselves because if the roles were reversed and there was chicks chasing guys that aggressively, women would not be comfortable with their man in that kind of environment, especially if they're getting drunk and hammered and being put on substances. So that's just the truth of it. Uh, you know, some women don't want to hear it, but they're like, no, it's just dancing. No, he's just a it's friend. Like, it's like well, going fuck he's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to Epstein Island yeah. to just hang out with some friends. Okay? Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm just, I'm just going to get a massage. Having a few drinks, nothing, nothing weird. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Per perfect analogy here. Chad, uh, th thank you so much for, for the question. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you so much for, uh, for being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Uh, Anything else you want to say? No, no. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Chad. Chad, Thanks really appreciate on, it. Thank you so much for calling in. Go and, be a Chad, uh, homie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Truly living up to your name. Call, your call us back after you clean the closet. Chad. Clean the closet. Call us back next show. We're going to be live three days out of the week. We expect a call three back. Days. That's, that's at least a week's job right there. Invite some friends that's, over. You, yeah, got you, this. Could, you could do yeah, this. We believe, we believe in you. We will see a transformation within you. Chad, thank you yeah, so Chad's much. Chad's giving me so much shit for that. I'm done. <laughs> Accountability. We'll, we'll see you next week, Chad. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, see you got, we'll give you two weeks. Two weeks. Chad's Call back, Chad. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for everything. And uh, see you in two weeks. And uh, anyone could call in if you're a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. We love these kind of impromptu conversations that are not scripted. Uh, again, when, when Ryan came here we didn't know he didn't know what we were going to talk about we didn't know what his stance was we didn't know what the perspective was going to be here and that's fucking awesome it's about having real genuine conversations yes there was a little bit of screaming yes the conversation got a little crazy but that's that's sometimes what happens and i think that's awesome we're here to have those type of conversations we're going to have some guests here that we can't have on youtube as of course the, the conversations and the topics and the guests that we are going to have on youtube will not of course be okay and don't open the door. What are you opening the door for? You don't know who's there. Uh, don't open the door. You don't know who's there. Don't open the door to random people. Um, yeah, what are you doing? Atlas, good job. Don't open the door. Uh, like, you don't know who it is. Like, we don't know if you're getting swatted or whatever the fuck's going on. You don't open the door. Um, or there are stalkers or crazy people. Again, we had some crazy experiences here that we have to deal with on this show. So, uh, yeah, there's that. So lots of fun stuff. This show is live, unscripted, unedited. Subscribe to it and support us by going and signing up to lookunfiltered.com where you could call in and send us articles and videos to react to. This was a great conversation. Ryan, where can people find out more information about you and any closing thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on my site is ryanblack.us. I'm also uh, coach.ryanblack on Instagram. And I think it's the same on TikTok as well. Nice. Yeah, I've been friends with you for, for a long time. I think you do great work. I've seen you in action. It was really fun, especially in the United Kingdom, to see you teach guys the specific things you taught them. So you have uh, you have my, um, um, what's it called? Endorsement. Uh, endorsement. Seal of approval. Seal yeah. of approval for the stuff that you do. So yeah, definitely go check out Ryan. And uh, Clint, where can people find out more information about you? At Liberty Lockpot on Twitter. I think I'm Liberty Lockdown on, on uh, Instagram. I don't really go on there very much because I'm a boomer. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a Facebook either. All right. Uh, yeah. Liberty Lockdown is the show. Uh, Tower Gang. We're going to have Dave Smith on, I think not this Wednesday, but the next. So make sure you guys check that out. And Liberty Lockdown on Rumble right now. I got an episode that just dropped last night. Make sure you check that out. I give, uh, you know, basically a 40 minute rundown of my study over the past three weeks as I've really dove deep on the Israel-Palestine conflict over the past hundred years or so. I think you guys will find that very interesting. And that's it. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Ian oh, Crossland. Viva, Viva Fry coming on soon, by the way. At Ian Crossland. Yo, when the dog barks, no, no time for niceties. <laughs> Protect the fucking space. <laughs> I learned my lesson. God, Thank I you. love Ian Crossland. Humiliating, <laughs> but I learned something tonight. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for coming, man. This was spectacular. Good yeah, it was really thanks. fun. Uh, thanks, guys. At Ian Crossland, follow me, and I'll see you at TinCast IRL after Wednesday. He's not coming Wednesday. back. He's not coming back. He's <laughs> going to be. Nothing. He's going to be here with us permanently. Bye. Steph. Everyone can find more about me on Instagram, Steph at We Are Change. Well, thank you guys. This was a great conversation. This is Atlas over here. Jump, Atlas over here. Come here. Come up, 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 up. Yeah. She is, she is the guard dog. Fuck the government. Atlas. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Calm down there. What a base so dog. You, you want to support Atlas, sign up to lookunfiltered.com. The more you sign up, the more dog treats and liver treats she gets. <laughs> lookunfiltered.com. Thank you, thank you so much for signing up, joining, and watching this show. Really means a lot. Uh, and have a great rest of your night. Shouts out to Rumble for promoting us very heavily. Uh, see you guys soon.